that from my work position. Now that sounds crazy to me for what it is my position is. There it is. That's it. That's it. I'm not. I'm not going to spend. I'm not going to ruin your day by bitching about mine. I know, dude. My job's pretty easy. Ultimately, at the end of the day, so I'm not going to bore you with it over and over again. I just feel like if I don't get a little bit of it out, I'll end up raging throughout the day over the fact that I can't do my job from right here, which I find to be. Honestly, more than a little annoying. Joined every day by the able-bodied Matthew Fantone. Buddy, how are you? Doing my job over here. I'm all right. I guess I'm not going to complain. Um, no, I'm pretty good, man. I uh, I can't complain. I, I really can't. What's uh What's going on with you? What's the story? I uh, I made a I made a huge mistake yesterday. Right, talk to me. And that's not why I'm upset. But okay. I did make a huge mistake yesterday. Like I was, I went home and uh, the woman who I occasionally will have clean my home was unable to do it yesterday, right. and I had kind of fallen into like stereotype territory over the last couple of days where I'd just been playing a little too much uh, Call of Duty and like was eating poorly and just like stuff was just starting to pile up in, in the living room and the like. As a matter of fact, I think I have a photo on my phone. Maybe I'll share it so I can show people like just how bad things got. Okay. And uh, and I found myself looking out the window in the middle of the afternoon. I was like, man, it's really nice outside. And in like a month, it won't be. Right. And so I didn't play golf yesterday. And I have a feeling, dude, that come like a month from now, I know, again, doesn't really sound like that big of a problem, but like a month from now, I'm going to kick myself in the ass for that. Oh, no, for sure. You know what I mean? Today is probably your last opportunity. I mean, I think it's supposed to be in like the low 50s today. 55, I heard. And the bottom drops out after that. It's this this low pressure, cold streak coming through right now. 32 on Friday, I think. I um, I, I, I went out to my car this morning and a little bit later than i usually do and there was just like that like ice on it there was that frost on it yeah. I'm like son of a bitch you're gonna have to start thinking about this again like giving yourself enough time to go scrape off the car and giving yourself you know and i was like damn dude it's so cold freezing my ass off out here and then it's like dude a month from now it's legit gonna be cold like it's not gonna be like oh hey it's 28 degrees like no it's gonna be negative eight degrees and it's gonna be a completely different world i'm living in so gotta toughen up i guess according to uh my iphone yeah the high tomorrow will be 31. But again, next Thursday, you're looking at like 52. Okay. So well, not too bad. Actually, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, next week, it's like 48. I'll take that. So not too, yeah, 48's not terribly no, cold. Middle of November, it's not. No, actually, yeah, for, for middle of November, that is, uh, you know, that's damn good. I mean, I played in every month last year. Right. I mean, there are days that you'll get, and there are courses that stay open. Now you got to walk, and they won't let you take cards out and stuff. But uh, I believe today they'll probably still let you ride it. And I got, I mean, when I saw how much sunlight there was yesterday, I was like, wow. And dude, I'm already paranoid about that. Right. Like, I never used to buy into seasonal effectiveness disorder. I was like, oh my God, sissy, suck it up. Quick and pull so, it Yeah, I mean, it's a gray sky. Who cares? But I do believe I am one of those people that kind of suffers from that. Like, I, and when I move, again, every time I move out west, I'm always like, oh yeah, that's right. It doesn't do that here. Yeah, there is something about never seeing the sunlight that just, I think it brings you down. Now, I think you're getting into a, a weird place when we start like really talking about depression. Is it like, does it affect your mood or does it depress you? Because I, I don't want to say like, if you're depressed, you're depressed. You know what I'm saying? You have depression yeah. in you. It's not, it, it, that's how your brain's functioning. Not I think it's to, more a, I mean, depression's a word that just gets flung around right, these days. Right. I think it's more one of these things where it like bums you out. 
Yeah, and maybe a sustained level of bumming out can lead you down the road of depression. Yeah, but- like in Alaska, like where, because I guess where these lights, like where that, you know, this is why they created like those blue lights that like yeah. flash into your eyes and all that. Yeah. Like six months of it, yeah, I could see that. We don't actually have that here. We say that, but it's it's not the same thing. A couple of breaks in the in the winter usually too. You get some sh- sunshine, and I, mean, I don't know, dude. But here's here's us trying to diagnose people. You know what I'm saying? People diagnosing themselves. I don't I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, I do know. Do. I mean, I. I, I, do. I, I I don't I mean it's not it's not the same thing as clinical depression. I, I but it will kind of like it'll put you in a bad mood and the gray sky and the doom and gloom it does. I like fall like I like the temperature of fall. But sometimes like the sky and stuff it's just it'll sometimes it'll just bum you out. Yeah. And yeah. snow definitely bums me out. Yeah, like yeah. I just am not a snow person and I don't ski, I don't snowboard. I used to snowmobile a little bit when I was a kid, but right. I mean I don't I, I mean I don't know where you well I guess yeah, actually Dover, New Philly all oh, that. Oh, plenty of places yeah, down plenty, here. Yeah, plenty of places you could do that not in the city proper where I live. No, you cannot just go cruising down Market Ave with a uh, with a snowmobile. I, although how awesome would that be? It's not going to work. It's not going to work. <laughs> I, well, how I was going to say of course it would work. They'd never catch you. How are they going to catch you? Right, and they never plow down there either. They never plow downtown. So no, be, cities mostly don't. Might be your best option right there, man. Might be your uh, might be your answer to seasonal, uh, you know, uh, dis- dis- depression there. Honestly, man, have you ever done that? Snowboard? Or yeah. snow- snowmobile? Yeah. yeah, I've been on a snowmobile. Not as an adult, though. I've never done it as like, hey, like just go take it out there and do it. It's uh, So I dated this girl once, and this has been a long, long time ago. But her family was really into it. And so sometimes we would go up to like the upper peninsula in Michigan and go and go do it up there. And there's like a trail of bars that you just hit. So you just like snowmobile and like yeah. every couple of miles. So that's it, just it. So you're whiskey drunk now on a, like a rocket. Yeah, dude, just trucking <laughs> down Christmas ales and just going on, you know, 70 miles per hour. It was, was great. It was, <laughs> dude, the amount Jeez. of like sex and stuff that happened on that snowmobile trail up there was insane. I mean, dude, it's one of those things where it's it's people with expendable income a right. lot of it right right is the people with expendable income you're a little bit free you're having fun it's a little bit of dangerous fun so it gets the blood pumping so anytime you're doing something like that bad decisions of course are, are always follow suit it's much like how bad activity much follows boats like right, go right, on a really ski, right, go course. on a really nice boat and all of a sudden it's like where did that plate of cocaine just go from just it's, falling out of the sky it's, it's just it's one of those things dude we're entertainment that way it's expendable income people and so next thing you know it's just like well yeah i guess that's what we're doing hitting the slopes and then you're hitting the slopes doing both of them at the yeah, same time i mean it, it can be bad yeah i, I believe it, it can I 100% be bad do. so the amount of things i saw on that trail was awesome yeah dude i gotta get me a snowmobile honestly what are you waiting for dude there's your answer to your depression i uh what am i waiting for 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 me to be able to pay rent <laughs> i can't just afford dude i can barely afford uh, you know the things i have let alone a form of transportation i will use twice a year well speaking of well, speaking of us having secondary jobs, so last night was the uh, was the uh, photo shoot at that Christmas bar. So I will be in the Canton Repository. Not this, not, I think not this coming Thursday, but the following one after that. Did a little thing. Started off the uh, the Rudolph Teenies and the Snowman's last night, dude. Oh my God. And honestly, I know it's a lot, but dude, that bar is going to do really, really well. Oh, it'll it'll like, do huge numbers. I'm like I'm 100 confident. And after drinking some of those drinks last night, man, like first of all, my girlfriend had one and was rocked. Like they are stiff drinks, dude, stiff drinks. And uh, it is like I just know That's that smart Stark's got a lot of drunks in it. People are going to buy into this. Like it. 
It, it's a good idea. You play on people's Christmas. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you'll just, you're going to, or holiday, and you'll make money. There's no holiday in this one. You can't be like, oh, well, it, this is 100% full throttle Christmas this is, in your face. This is what I love about Scott. Right? Just breaking stereotypes all over the place. You got two Jews opening up a Christmas bar. <laughs> it's like my favorite thing that's ever happened. Just like, yeah, you know what? Who cares? But again, it, it just goes to show you, you, not everything has to be so adversarial. No. Not everything has to be like, oh my God, he said Merry Christmas to me. He's demeaning my religion. No, we're not. It's a decent sentiment. You know what I mean? It's one of those things. So I actually do like that, and I think you're right. My brother has talked to me about these Vegas bars. He, you know, he the, 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 there's like a, a you know Christmas bar that happens every year out there, and he says, dude, the line is wrapped around the block. He's like, do people like mom? He's like, that's what they do. They go exactly. to Target. They, exactly. they get all the shopping done for their grandkids, and then let's go get a hot toddy. And then there you are. They're getting drunk. It's right off there off of 77, too. So it's just a perfect stop of like, all right, we're going to go to the Belden Village. Then we're going to go to the Strip. Then we got to stop by Target. And it's like, this is the perfect yep. place. And, there, and everything was just so like, you know, yeah. I mean, Is there he was, opening really early Black Friday morning? Black Friday at noon. Is, is what I've heard. Oh, I would have done kegs and eggs. So Black, Fri- <laughs> Black Friday at noon is what I've heard. And it's not, like I've said, it's not just like, you can't just get a Bud Light there. You can't get a rum and Coke. Like, everything is like, no, this drink is, you know, Santa, and this one's a Rudolph. Is there eggnog? A, uh, yeah, I think they're doing, like, hot drinks, and they're doing, like, and they're going to do, like, some food from TDs as well. Like, they'll be able to bring, Like a know, finger like, plate? Yeah, like a little... But no menu. No, no meals, no anything like that. You're not going to get a buffalo chicken sandwich while at, at that Christmas bar. I bet I would. Well, I mean, good. You probably just walk over to TDs, grab yourself, and walk right back I in. Bet, with I bet I do that. So no, I'm excited, man. I, number one, because it's cool. Number two, I know it's going to be busy, and I know it's going to be a uh, Merry Christmas in the Fantone household. So when? So all right, Black Friday at noon. Black Friday at noon. Are you working Black you Friday? Bet I'll be there, dude. You bet I'll be there, and I'll be wearing my Santa, my Santa sweater. I'll be wearing my my Christmas hat. It'll all be there. It's exciting times. Hey, I heard media. <laughs> Wouldn't it be cool to turn on the show and hear us pitch something for you, not the other places where we work? Wouldn't that be awesome? Every hour on the program, you have a shot at $1,000. First one happening right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword WIN to 200-200. You'll get a text. Online for you, WRQK.com. You can also follow me on Twitter, at Sansbury Show. That's how you do that. Actually, the reason I'm giving you that is I just tweeted out a photo from my coffee table. Right. Before before the house got cleaned up a little bit yesterday, I was not kidding, dude. Things have gone off the rails a little bit in the Stansbury household. All right. Now, I've lived by myself uh, for huge parts of my life. Right now, I have a girlfriend, so there's kind of a standard of like, all right, she's coming home. I've got to clean up. I'm going to see if this is really as, as bad. Yeah, it's not great. Buddy. It's not great. Buddy. Yeah, it's not good. No, that is not good. <laughs> it's not good. And, no. dude, and that was what I was willing to show. So <sighs> imagine what's going on in like the kitchen counter behind all that. <laughs> like, you have two bottles, two two liters of lemon lime soda, different brands, just kicking it right there. Dude. Sometimes you like to go back and forth. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sometimes it's Sierra Mist. Sometimes it's Sprite. 7-Up every now and again will get its ass thrown in there. I do, I, I do, I, I like the lemon lime sodas. I, uh, I, I mean, LeBron will never tell me to drink a Sprite. No, no. He'll suggest it maybe, but he would never tell me to drink it. I um, I, I, yeah, that's kind of bad. <laughs> I was gonna give you, I was gonna let you up off the mat for a minute. No, it's but, bad. Um, it's weird when you live by yourself in the sense of 
on one hand, it's kind of easy to keep it clean because nobody else makes a mess. That's the worst. Like, I'll come home and I'll be like, what is all this? Like, I didn't make this mess. Like, who, you know, and it's obviously my girlfriend. But on the other hand, you don't have anybody there, like, keeping tabs on you. So you're like, well, if I'll it deal. It can get out of hand yeah. fast. If, I, if I'm okay with it, who cares? It can get out of hand fast. And so, yeah, like, uh, my, my makeshift maid. And I hate saying that because I don't want people walking away thinking I have a bunch of money. It's just I know a girl. She's kind of down on her luck. And so every now and again, I'll pay her a little bit of money to come over and clean my apartment. She's got a small child. And I don't know, dude. It pulls on the strings. Okay. And so I end up paying her money that I make at the Agora that I don't really have. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, you know, I get something. She gets something. Everybody wins there. But Cody was actually reaching out to me. And he says, look, man, I, like you, am addicted to this new Call of Duty. All right. He's like, and I love hearing you talk about, you know, your update on rank and prestige and all that. He's like, but you've never touched on what multiplayer game mode you play the most. Just curious, as I'm sure all the other nerds out there are just as curious as me. And it's like there's like 11 different game modes. And so just quickly, Cody, I'll tell you, I'm a domination and a like hard point person. Domination hard point. Dude, that sounds like gay pornography. Those are separate. Those are are separate games. Those are it's domination and hard or, or hard point. Uh, some sort of an explanation of like. What well, the hell all right. So domination, it's like dude. Domination is like three. There's like three flags within the area, and you gotta like take them and like hold control of them, and it kind of goes back and forth. And then hard point's very much the similar thing, except it's one position and it changes. Okay. Where domination, the three flags are always in the same place all the time. But it's a, it's a good mode to play because it teaches you the layout of the maps really really fast. I feel so. <laughs> I feel so effing stupid right now. Like, honestly, like, I can't. As a matter of fact, you know what? We're going to get into this in a little while because my brother called me yesterday and said, hey, man, I've been listening to the podcast right. the last few days. You suck at your job. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All, right. All right. And so, like, for like an hour, dude, he was just in on me about things I don't do right while being on the radio. Okay. And it's so funny to hear, like, your family members, like, call you out. Like, he heard something yesterday and was like, I can't believe they're going to let you back on the air tomorrow. And I was <laughs> like, okay. okay. So coming up at 645, we'll get into that. But okay. I hear, uh, I, dude, I hear you got stuck. In this um, in this traffic jam on 77 yesterday, I just narrowly missed this. Now, many times in life, I mean, I know you got Pat, Bell, Pat Butthole up in the copter, and he does <laughs> his thing. Ed Butler, oh, my bad, is my his bad, name. <laughs> my bad. But but so oftentimes, Sansbury and I will joke off the air, but on the air as well about how, dude, it only takes 20 minutes to get from one side of Canton to the other. Sometimes it's like people are like, "Oh, the traffic around here," and it's really not that bad. It's really not. But yesterday was a friggin' nightmare on 77 southbound. So. I left the studio probably 1045, getting towards 11 o'clock. And uh, so I'm driving and, you know, just kind of like, you know, listening to the listening to the music, listening to everything, going around, going down 77 and see the traffic lights up in front of me. So I as I'm pulling up kind of towards the Fulton exit, maybe right. a little bit before, like a little bit north of that. So I stop and I'm sitting there for probably about five minutes. And I'm like, dude, I, what is going on up there? Like what? So I kind of do one of these, hang my head out the windows, start looking down the, down the way. And I see like what looks like the top of a semi truck like tipped like it looks like and I'm like, oh, that's not good. So at this point, I've got the option to get off on that Fulton Road exit. And I'm like, boy, boy, boy's got to take that. So what I do is I get off on Fulton right there by the Hall of Fame, take that left and I look back up and now I can totally see the semi truck. And this semi truck is on its side and it looks like there's dirt 
everywhere, like just dirt. Or really? Like, and I think I read that it was mulch. But yeah, it, so, so, that's what I'm reading here. So so it's just like tipped everywhere. And there's a cop, and you, as you get off on that Fulton Road exit, you can get right back on 77. The cop's blocking the 77. And so I'm sure. like, okay. So I take that left by the Hall of Fame, and as I'm looking up there, I see that I can still get on 77 by the Hall of Fame, and there's literally nothing there because that semi's got everything blocked up. So I get on, go on about my day. This is probably about, I don't know, 11.15 at this point. That didn't get cleared up till like like 1 o'clock. They, like past they, 1 is what I've heard. They didn't get the truck upright till 1.20. I'm reading now from the CantonRep.com. They didn't get the truck upright until about 1.20. And they say all southbound lanes then reopened officially at 3.20 in the afternoon. Jeez, dude. So, dude, imagine getting mulch off the road like that. Right, right. And I mean, like, you think that, like... Well, you know, it'll all take care of itself once they clear it up, but there's all that congestion. There's all those, you know, I'm sure they had people routing out to 62 and like the headache that that caused. I, uh, I, 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 I'm, I, I'm sure you must have missed it by because you left only like five minutes before I, I le- did yesterday. I left really early yesterday. Well, I was like, like, you know, yesterday was one of those days where I was like, you know what, dude, I've had enough. Let me out of here. I can't, I can't believe you weren't a part of that. And honestly, there was, when it happened, I was like, ooh, I hope Stansberg's like not involved because I knew you were right in front of me. And I was like, oh, dude, this could totally be him. That would have been my falling down moment. <laughs> I, I, dude, I would have got out of the car. I would have walked down the hill to the fast food restaurant, full Michael Douglas, never wearing a collared shirt in a day <laughs> in my life. But other than that, would have been eerily similar. Yeah, I will admit that, dude, things like that make me absolutely... The amount of times I do this in the car, go! <laughs> Honestly, would, would would blow you over. I, I, I bet the over-under on that, on a trip home, 10 minutes on the uh, from here to my home... Dude, I bet the amount of times I do that is about six or seven. <laughs> like, which, by the way, I did see this yesterday, and you probably listened to the show. And this guy was in like he was in a red four door car, and he right. was flying down Sixth Street. And I mean, dude, flying down it. As a matter of fact, like he went around me because he felt like me doing forty in a in a thirty five wasn't fast enough. Went around me, kept flying, and narrowly. All right, that's probably a little too far. But he came closer than he would have liked or the parents of that kid would have liked to hitting a kid. Jeez. Like, I mean, and and you don't think about it right there because it's a lot of industry, but then you smack right in the houses right there at the end. Right. And there's kids, man, and there's big wheels, and there's balls in the street, and stuff happens. So, like, that's why... I try not to text on driving my phone, you know, ever, but right there, I never do it because it's like, dude, these kids, they don't know enough not to run out in the street. And so, like, I saw that and I was like, dude, you were this close to spending 15 years of your life in jail. For what? So you go 10 extra miles per hour? And so you could get somewhere, what, 30 seconds Seconds quicker? Right. Um, Now, this is where 6th Street is still a one way or is this where it's going two ways here? Two ways. Okay. Because in those one way streets, man, there is people who fly through those. And I know, like you said, like you said, it's not exactly a residential area. But like those, are, it's such tight uh, people quarters. do live there, right? Though. It's such like tight like quarters that like the smallest mistakes. So slow your ass down, people. Slow your ass. down. Yeah, man. When I saw that, I was like, oh my god. What? Like honestly, like I wanted to speed up to like go follow him to like kind of like bitch him out right? somewhere. But he was going too fast. I couldn't even get to him. Like, dude, he eventually flew all the way up to Market and then turned right at that red light before even looking to see if anybody was coming down Market. I couldn't believe it. But he almost ran some kid right over. Jeez, dude. A lot, yeah. of tra- a lot of traffic yesterday. A lot, a lot of, tra- of bad lot things of, on the roads there yesterday. Traffic. Pat Butler, he was uh, yeah. busy there. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, Pat uh, Pat Butler is that's that him. guy's name. That's him. Pat. So my brother called me yesterday. Heard something uh, in the podcast yesterday, and decided he was like, "I can't believe you had the balls to say this." Totally called me out on my job performance yesterday. I'll give you that story next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. All right, I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. I uh, I need to say thank you to. Um, Honestly, I, I don't have their name, but uh, a listener of ours was nice enough to send me a Tom Petty shirt from the final set of shows at the Hollywood Bowl in California. But somebody sent it just it did it showed up and there was a nice letter inside that said, "Hey, I listen to the show all the time. I know you're a big Tom Petty fan, so am I. And uh, I know you missed out on your opportunity to go see him on this last tour. Now I saw Tom plenty of times, but uh, she was like, I wanted you to have a shirt from his final shows." And sent me not only one from the, the one from the Hollywood Bowl, which I posted, but also one from the final, I believe, one of the uh, last shows that he had done in London. I have a white shirt from that as well. And so, uh, dude, I'm going to get those framed up and hung up in the house. I was going to try to lose the weight to, to wear the one Tom Petty shirt. And then nah. everybody was like, dude, it's like the guy's dead. Yeah. It'd be one thing. Frame if, it. It'd be one thing if it was like, hey, I had this band shirt and... Dude, I'm too fat now, and oh right. my god, my goal is to get back into this Aerosmith shirt or whatever. But I don't want it to fade yeah, and all that. Yeah, no, I'm no, keep no, no. I would keep that. I would, uh, I would make something out of that. Whoever that was, God, like that was awesome, right? I mean, and honestly, like, like I said, there's plenty of shirts you could send us. We'd be like, thank you, that's really cool. But this is kind of like an exclusive thing. This is like, it's not just like a normal, like, hey man, I went to head PE at the Agora, and here's a shirt right. from it. Like, that's awesome. Bro. Yeah, I'm a huge Tom Petty fan, so really I was, cool. uh, I was very happy to have that. And again, that photo is online at, at Sansbury Show if you're on Twitter. They didn't even give me anything, and thank you, audience. <laughs> Whoever did that, thank you. That's cool. I know my life uh, is not going all, all that well right now as, as guys my age are reaching out to me going, all right, dude, like, I don't care, but Christmas is right around the corner, and i got to get my kids a video game system. What do I do? Okay. Like oh my god yeah like that's okay. how I know like I gotta reevaluate my effing life man when 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 yes other full grown when your peers are looking at you as like, like the bridge a- to childhood yeah that's probably not <laughs> that's, the best it's thing probably in the world. not great hey I've got kids I've got all these different responsibilities Stansbury you just sit around playing video games all day what do I have to do here you got dude you got a job of a ten year old so like you tell me what like well, how do you want to spend your afternoon here's what I'll tell you I don't really know much about the mechanics of them and who's got better what right. or like how you know this or that I would tell you if you're talking young kids find out what their friends play yeah. and get them one of those because they're going to want to be able to play with their friends is going to be uh it would be my best guess if you ask your kid they're going to be savvy in the ways they'll probably have just be like well if santa could bring you either one of them right you know right, what i mean right. kind of do one of those and find out that would be my suggestion i currently have an xbox one not even the one x Anybody wants to send one of those here? That would be great too. That'd be awesome. Totally, I'm kidding. I'm That'd kidding. be awesome. So my brother was listening to the, um, the podcast as he always does. Uh, you know, we're about three hours. Uh, you know, he's three hours behind living in Las Vegas, and my family's excited because I'm going to come for the holidays this year. Yeah, and so we're talking more now than what we would usually do, maybe. And so I've been talking to my mom a little bit more, my sister-in-law, and so my brother calls me yesterday, and my brother. Is a pool no punches kind of dude. I always reference O'Doyle rules from the Adam Sandler movie. That's kind of like who my brother is. And but he's a really smart guy, a little bit more conservative than I am, but like really, really smart and like a shrewd businessman and that whole thing. And it's just kind of interesting how your family can jab you 
even in like uh, below the belt, and it's funny versus like you taking offense to it. Like my brother could say something to me about this program that I would maybe take less offense to it if somebody that I didn't know would say it. Yeah, I mean, obviously they have a different relationship with you, a different perspective on who you are as a person. Therefore, they're not as prone to buy into like I don't know the I don't want to say like the Stansberry caricature, but like your brother knows you. He knows right. you at your core. So yeah, he's going to be able to 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 listen to the show in a different way than the, than most of the audience can. And he's just known me his entire life. So he said to me, one of the things he said to me yesterday, he's like, dude, he's like, I've known you my entire life. He's like, so I've always known you're an idiot. Right. He's like, I don't know when right. Canton's going to catch on. And he said to me, he's like, all right, so after we get through, like, you know, how are you? How are the kids? Like, I, you know, how's all this? You know, we uh, we dispense with the pleasantries. And he's like, all right. He's like, well, dude, let me tell you something. He's like, I've been listening to the podcast this week. I said, all right. He goes, I listened to today's show. This was yesterday. I said, okay. He goes, Dan. It's not even that you're not good at it. It's that you suck at Jeez. it. She's <laughs> like, David. Jeez. And he's like, no, no, no. He's like, hear me out. <laughs> I mean, I would just just interject here, though, is that like your brother knows that like this is your defining feature in life. I mean, there's plenty of people who could be like, dude, you suck at your job. You're a terrible whatever you are. And most people would be like, yeah, but it's a paycheck and I don't care. So like, and I really I hate this job. So why would I be good at well, it? Well, not only that, but my dad is no longer with us. So my brother's where I go for that acceptance okay. and that, and that okay. approval. Like, like he's, okay. I mean, he's like seven years older than I am. So like, I've always looked up to my older brother. Makes sense. And so like, that's where I go for like male acceptance. So, now okay. that my dad's no longer alive. You know what I mean? And so he's like, dude, he's like, you're terrible at this. It's <laughs> like, Jeez. David, come on, man. He's like, no, no, no. He's like, hear me out. I was like, all right. He's like, I just don't understand from where you get this big set of balls that you have. Okay. And I was like, okay. He goes, so I'm listening. And I'm figuring this is all going to be about Trump and Hillary and like the politics because right, right, my, bro- right, right. my brother's got a very different political view than I do. He's just much, he's a lot more conservative than I am. He's not unrealistic, but he's more conservative, right? And so I'm figuring, I'm, I'm like bracing myself for the, this is why you're an idiot. Something about abortion or guns or right. something, one of these hot button I figured it was going to be the that, Texas right, okay. thing or something, something like Kneeling that, right? or something, okay. He's like, so there I am listening to it, and I'm enjoying the whole program. He's like, and like I normally do, I disagree with everything Fantone's saying. He's like, and he's like, and you guys are doing your jobs because I'm screaming at the radio while I'm listening to it. He's like, so you know, he's like, everybody's, and I was like, well, there, there you go, right there. I don't suck at it. I don't suck at it, right? And he's like, no, no, no. He's like, you suck at it. He's like, wait, wait to hear this. He's like, and then you guys start talking about this thing that's happening that I agree is stupid. I said, okay. He's like, you started talking about how. They're selling ranch dressing in kegs. <laughs> okay. I said, yeah, I remember that. And he's like, yeah, he's like, I can't believe they're going to let you back on the air. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, like, what? He's like, you had the balls to tell that community that they're white trash. <laughs> If they douse things in ranch dressing and 30 seconds later say, well, I would want a keg of nacho cheese. (laughs) My brother, dude, I'm in tears at this point, dude, because my brother's just relentlessly coming at it. Right. And he was like. Dan, fire you. I can't believe they don't hang you. He's like, I, don't. He's like, I 
cannot believe you're popular there. He's like, I can't. He's like, how are they not in the front yard with pitchforks trying to like end your life? He was like, though, he's like, when I heard you say that, he's like, you just called that entire community white trash for liking ranch dressing. And then, yeah, like a fountain of nacho cheese. He's like, Dan, nacho cheese has been, he's like, you even said it. It's been sold at pumps and gas stations for 30 years. That's the original redneck white trash condiment. And you're the one. He's like, I couldn't believe it. He's like, I can't believe your boss is going to let you back in. He's like, you are the most irresponsible. And he just kept like on me. And dude, next thing I know, I was on the floor laughing. So hard, man. I cannot wait to see my brother, man. As much as we disagree and we fight and this and that, like it'll be three drinks into Christmas dinner and we'll start yelling my dadisms back and forth at each other. Like my dad was always famous for saying, because I own everything from the mailbox to the pond, Daniel. And they're like, dude, if I say that to my brother to this day, he'll just, he'll die laughing. It was just very funny yesterday to take a call and criticism from my brother that was so honest. And just have somebody who has the ability to go all in at you, who knows you, knows all your weaknesses. And he had me die in laughing yesterday. I hope the rest of you found that story as interesting as I did. Carrie Underwood and Brad Paisley hosted the CMAs yet again last night, and they went after the Commander-in-Chief. We'll play you that audio next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry and his boy wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Before the break, I told you the story about my brother calling me out of my job performance yesterday via listening to the podcast. And, you know, a lot of people ask me via Twitter and Facebook, and they're like, dude, you got to get him on the program. And the problem with that is my brother's a little bit more private than I am, like, right. Way more private than I am, and uh, but what I'm thinking about doing is maybe I'll maybe while I'm out in Vegas, we'll do like a little patio scotch and cigar session with my brother because that's what he okay. likes to do. Okay, and maybe I'll record him on a couple of topics. Okay, bring him back, edit him up, and put him online. That way, people who are interested in here can go grab that because I I can understand why people would want to know that. And, and that way, he still has home field advantage. He still feels comfortable. He's going to be much more likely to open up and knows situation. what it is. Knows what's going to be posted before it happens. Now, when we had your mom in here, your mom number one is a ham. She likes to be like she does. I know she does. Yeah, my mom is a little bit of a ham. She is. My dad and, was too. And she, um, I don't want to say like we kind of were able to like trick her into like being open and honest, but she was just like, "Hey, it's Stan, or it's Dan, and it's blah blah blah." My mom just was, wants to help. I right. just want to help you. So if this will help you, where your brother would be a little bit more on guard on the phone. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I no, I think I think you do want to sit down with him. Like my brother's really not on idea. Facebook. He's not on Twitter. Um, he, I mean, he's not a digital person. Like he believes very strongly in keeping his life his. And um, can't argue with that, dude. Kind of wish I was a little bit more like that. You didn't even have a Facebook account when you started working here. No, no, I was off Facebook for like two plus, almost three years when I uh, when I started here. But then I had to get back on it because it was like, dude, you have to be on this for work. So that's true. It's nice. Otherwise, I I say it all the time. I'd abandon all that kind of stuff. Coming up at seven thirty, we'll get you hooked up with Canton Charge tickets for their home opener on the fifteenth. Oh, yeah, charge. I'm excited about that. So last night the CMAs were underway, right? And it was about a week ago. We didn't really get into this much, um, but like the CMAs told the media, like, look. Don't ask our people about politics. Just leave it alone. This is going to be about music. We're going to be about performance. We've heard America speak. They're kind of sick of politics being moved into every single thing that they watch and consume these days. Let's be the thing that doesn't do that. Especially with that audience, I completely understand why you... Yeah, the as, jokes aren't funny for their side of the aisle right as now. As the Country Music Awards, I completely understand. Or even even if it's just that's what your audience has expressed. Like, if, if, if that's what you guys want, that's your show. Like, I get that. 
Yeah, I totally do. Nothing wrong with that. I, I totally do. I think I honestly, I think I think most things would be better served taking a little bit more of the politics back out of it. I know that sounds hypocritical for a guy who interjects politics into a lot of what he does every day, but I just think this job has shifted dramatically to where I don't know how you avoid that. Um, I, honestly, when I got into this business, guys on rock stations didn't talk about politics barely ever. Like, barely ever. Politics were boring. You yeah. know what I'm saying? They're not like, boring right, anymore. Yeah, they're not. They're actually, we're all involved now. And so, like, I, I don't know how I take, how I, remo- you know, remove myself more out of it. I wish I could. But so they told them, the presenters, and I believe uh, Brad Paisley and Carrie Underwood have done this together 10 years. Yeah. So, I mean, that's obviously, there's chemistry there. They have a good relationship. I'm not the biggest uh, Brad Paisley fan, but he is good at what he does. And uh, Carrie's fantastic. And Still Brad. smoking, too, dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And Brad's God. a very likable guy. Like, as much like, I don't love his music the way I do some other country music, but, like, he is a very likable and personable dude. Um, and so they then kind of come out and they address the crowd and kind of talk about Carrie kind of like walks Brad to the, hey, we've, you know, the CMA's kind of told us, like, let's not go political here. And so then Brad kind of takes over and then this happens. Watching cable news, reaching for his cell phone. Really? Right now, he's probably asking Siri, how in the hell do you spell Pocahontas? That is funny. Well, here we go. In the middle of the night, from the privacy of a gold-plated White House toilet seat, he writes, little Bob Corker, NFL, and Kofi. She's got a great voice. Thank you. And it's fun to watch, yeah, that's for sure. Till little Rocket Man starts a nuclear war. And then maybe next time he'll play. Before he tweets. You see the joke coming the whole way, and it's still pretty funny. And I gotta give the CMA audience, at least the live audience, a little credit. For understanding that it's not mean-spirited and that it's funny. And it's going to be interesting to see what the reaction... I haven't really looked and see what the reaction is today. I, it but is not good, dude. I, see, it is not good. I have a hard time with that. I really do. Because this was not mean-spirited. And you yeah. can't full-on avoid it when you're doing moments like this. I, I know we all want... You say you want it. But what would have been the topic of conversation today would have been... This is what would have happened. Well, of course, the hillbilly country stars aren't going to knock their homeboy Trump. Like, that's what the left was going to say. So they had to do a little something. Well, are you making your moves based on what the left is going to say or but what your audience wants? I Well, I, I think, again, although, because I was like, well, I'm a country music fan and I'm not necessarily in the Trump camp, but I'm probably not. Well, I didn't watch the CMAs last night. And I'm probably not enough of a country fan to watch the award show. Well, of course, outliers exist. I mean, there's going to be people who zig when you're supposed to zag. But but even, you mean to tell me, because those jokes were funny. Like, there's a little bit of lighthearted knocking positions of power has always been the thing. And if this would have been, I won't even make it Obama. If this would have been Clinton, Bill, you would have expected Bill to have to laugh at oral sex jokes in your monologue. You would have. But if it would have been George W., you would have been like the Dixie Chicks never, were never watching them again. 
You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah, I forgot about that. So, although I mean, maybe the mood has changed. Well, and that's the thing is is we can say that like in the past it was always like you make fun of positions of power, but we live in the we live in the present, and President Trump has changed a lot of things, and. Uh, I, I mean, I agree with you that, like, yeah, dude, it's the president. You take a couple shots at him, dude. That's what you do. It's it's how, it's how you kind of make jokes. But, like, I was reading the Fox News comments this morning on this, dude, and people are livid about it. Why? I, mean, I don't absolutely, why. absolutely livid. They weren't mean. Uh, well, aren't you saying he's stupid by saying you think you don't think before you tweet? By saying all those things, aren't you essentially saying he's he's stupid? Are incapable of doing the job, or I mean, I yeah, I mean, I don't take it that way. I take it more like maybe we should tweet less. Is what I is why, the way I take it. Why, why should the president of the United States have to tweet less? He's doing a great job. The tweet, Twitter is how he won the presidency. Twitter is how he gets his message to the American people with no fake media in between them. Dude, I, 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 these are these aren't even my points, but these are exhausted points. These people have said this time and time and time again. Yeah, so like, I mean the cartoons of him riding the. Twitter bird right. firing bullets out of the front right. of it. I mean, I was on the cover of magazines. Right. I, I mean, yeah, there's definitely truth in that. I just, I guess my my point will always be that I wish people would stop taking things as personally as they are. As a matter of fact, I got proof of this coming up at nine o'clock that people constantly talk about how how they they care about all these issues. I now have proof that I'm right and that you all are wrong. That you don't care anywhere near as much about things as you say you do because the turnout was down 30% the other day. And we'll get into that at 9 o'clock. We're, you all are going to be sat down and talked to a little bit at 9 o'clock. Just fair warning. Worth 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 no- noting here that prior to Brad Paisley playing this before he tweets song, um, he also played something. He played like three other little ditties like, oh, hey, here's a little one about Hillary Clinton. Here's a little one about Bernie Sanders. Here's a little one about Joe Scaramucci. And then went into the longer Trump one because Trump is the president. So it's not like he was exclusively focused on President yeah, Trump. I he, mean, it, it was. That's you know. fair point. He did with Hillary. He did the, you know, she's gone, gone, gone. Oh, wait, she wrote a dossier. Hillary's back. And people laughed at that. And that's funny. That is funny. Take a little jab at her. And I forget the Bernie Sanders joke. It was the, um, the song. Hold, hold me closer. Hold me closer, Bernie Sanders. Yeah, there you go. So I mean, did he? I mean, they they poked fun at both sides of the. I just wish people were able to do that and understand that it's like when when the guy you didn't like being president, those jokes were all fine. Well, and if that's the case, here's the thing. All I want is consistency. If the jokes are fine when it's a guy in power you don't like, then jokes are fine when it's the guy you do like. If your argument is we shouldn't joke about the president at all, I guess that's a fair position. I'd have to hear you out. I would also tell you that it was never, ever, ever going to be that way, and it has never, ever been that way. Why are you so offended? Quit being so PC, bro. Stop. I think they had to do a little bit of something, and at the end of the night, country fans probably got more of what they wanted than not, which is mostly it was about Luke Bryan, Jason Aldean, and Jake Owen, and not about Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. As my guess is it was mostly about that. I didn't see the show. I, I'm a cord cutter. I don't really watch this stuff anymore. Kicking up a lot of dust out there. But I thought it was actually very well handled. For what they could have said, I thought it was actually very well handled. Every hour on the program, you have a shot at $1,000. Your next one's right now. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. If you haven't seen that Brad and Carrie video, it's online for you. WRQK.com. By the way, uh, a lot of people are yelling at me during the break about that. There's a trigger warning with it, too, though. Just, you know, it may trigger you. Yeah, it might. It might. It may do that. It might. You might uh, need a safe space. Dude, let me give you a piece of advice today. Okay. Stay away 
from our boss. Okay. I tried to. (laughs) No, seriously, dude. He's in a mood. He's in a warpath. Now, he's trying to joke around about it a little bit. Okay. But he sent an email out. Yeah. And if I've learned one thing about him in like the almost four years that I've worked for him, it's this. The less information, the shorter the email, the more mad he is. Especially if he's complaining about something and the email's under three sentences long, he is pissed. I will agree. His brevity speaks volumes. It really does. Okay. Because usually he's very long-winded. He likes to hear himself talk. He's a ham. He's made out of ham. He literally looks like that. He is a ham. But, uh, yeah. He's always on. Keith is a guy who's always on. Yeah. When he's brief, that's concerning. Is it something I did? Is it something No, it's not something you did. I'm just telling you. you He's No, no, no. It's not us at all. Okay. But he's got... Something in his crosshairs, and what I don't want is you to be walking down the hallway singing rap songs at the top of your, okay. you know, the top of your voice there, and have him like now make you the fall guy for what's happening. Here's the email, folks. That's how you know again, right there, folks. Please do not remove headphones from the studios, especially those that are owned by others. Thanks, and that's it. Jeez. Yeah, dude, he is. Jeez. Pissed. So I don't know who took those headphones. Although, yes, I totally do. <laughs> Honestly, I can't wait till that person gets here because I jokingly said in the hallway when he was looking for him, I was like, well, I think I saw so-and-so with him. And sure enough, I think, Adam. I think that's where he found him was in that person's office. And I was, and I was just kidding. So yeah, dude, I'm, I'm, dude, is, I left really early yesterday. Your boy's hanging out today. Right. I'm just going to be in the office late. I'm spending the rest of the day dotting T's and crossing I's, man. Doing the, doing it as well as I I'm, can. Uh, I, I'm just waiting for I'm waiting for the showdown at the iHeart Corral, buddy, because it is happening. I there's just something about when he's really that angry yeah. at somebody else, and it's not me because it's always me, and it oh, usually yeah. should be me. It's kind of my job to be that guy in the building. Yeah, and I, mean, I and so dude, he and I will butt heads, and it's always respectfully. But he gets mad at me a lot, and should I do? I'm a frustrating employee. I totally am. I can admit that. And so like when I see him that angry at somebody else, it does it warms the cockles of my heart. Rock Morning Show is supposed to be a headache. It's supposed to be your biggest um, problem in the building. And also, you and I both know that we've taken on whipping boy response. Responsibilities. Sometimes yes. he's just angry and he'll take it out on us because he knows we're both we're tough, tough and we can take it. And we we're can not take gonna, it. We're not going to cry at work. We're not going to no. like you know let it affect our job performance. Where's my HR department? But, my boss was mean to me. Like I, I'm not one of those. I'm doing my best to not be collateral damage today. I'm telling oh, okay. you. Okay, good advice. Thank yeah, you. There's Thank some good you. advice. There is another sex scandal that may be getting ready to rock Hollywood. Where now somebody that was friends with Corey Haim, who's no longer with us, I believe died at uh, 2010 is when he passed. Yeah, it was a while ago. All right. So a friend of his. Now, again, she told this to the National Enquirer. So you got to be a little careful with that, I would imagine. Yeah. I would think, right? Yeah. But apparently she told them that when Charlie Sheen was 19 and Corey Haim was 13, they worked together on that 1986 movie, Lucas. Okay, yeah, that's one of Corey Haim's, like, movies. That's, like, like one of the ones that broke him out, right? Yeah. And Haim had told her that they had sex when they filmed Lucas. Now, Corey Haim's 13, Charlie Sheen is 19. Automatically, there's a crime right there. Right. Right? I mean, there's a crime right there. Yes, there is. He said, or she says here that Corey Haim claims that they smoked pot and then they had sex. They had anal sex, Haim said after it. Happened, Sheen became very cold and then rejected him, which, again, yeah, a lot of people yeah. will say, once you conquer what it is you're looking for, I'm done with you. Let me move on to the next thing. Okay. And 
Sheen rejected him when Corey wanted to like fool around again. Charlie was not interested. Okay. So, but then according to her, Corey Haim claims that they had sex many years down the road afterwards. Haim told her that he had sex with Sheen again. He claimed he didn't like it, and he was finally over Sheen and called Sheen a loser at that po- at that point. Now, a spokesperson for Charlie absolutely denies this claim, which is an interesting thing here. Well, I guess not. I guess my point really isn't going to stand up because what Charlie Sheen did in this is a crime. I was going to say for a guy who's willing to tell you he has HIV right. and it slam, and slams needles into his arms right. for drugs and stuff, why wouldn't he admit? Because this is a crime. This is this makes you a pedophile. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know drugs are a crime too, but we'll forgive drugs oh, yeah. before we're going to forgive it's, pedophilia and probably Sam. rightfully so. Right, and so, like, yeah, I guess so. My point there probably not going to hold water. Um, but but you make a point there of Charlie Sheen being very open with his AIDS. And winning. With his, with, right. And the guy's crazy. I've never heard, and I guess maybe I've never heard this about Kevin Spacey either, but like I've never heard of Charlie Sheen for as much as I've heard about his sex life. His He's a hound. Right. I've not never gay heard, sex. I've never heard a gay Doesn't mean it's not there. No. But, but I mean, he was in that black book by what's her name, like the Madam of Hollywood. Like he was all over that. Right. And I mean, dude, he it's well known he likes hookers. I, I'm sure there are a million hookers. Hookers, a million porn stars, a million strippers that can tell you stories about Charlie Sheen. None of them have ever been like, well, yeah, but then he wanted another dude to come in. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, dude, think about all. I mean, he was living with three porn stars for a while. At least with, at least with like the Kevin Spacey thing. And I know you were like, oh, I kind of thought he was gay, but like, I thought Kevin Spacey but, being gay was common knowledge, and I really did. Kevin Spacey's sexuality wasn't necessarily like the topic of a sixty minutes where Charlie Sheen's was. Like his, he was, he was, he was the focal point. He's a ladies man. Yeah. I mean, and so honestly, I would have thought honestly throughout his life being such a big pounding of the chest ladies, man, that if there was this kind of story laying underneath it, somebody would have been looking to take him down for that. But, but, but haven't we again, I don't think being gay is something you take people down for. I don't, but welcome to investigative journalism in the eighties and nineties. Yeah. And whether you view it as a negative or not, it's a story that would come out, whether you like it to be or not. I mean, here we are talking about it. Um, I, I, I guess when you look at it, like, and we've talked about this before though, is that like people who have reached like a super sexual level when it comes to like, yo, I'm just tearing through so much. David Lee Roth was one of right. these. I'm having so much sex. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm banging so many chicks out and I've had sex with, you know, I've had threesomes, foursomes. I've had moms and daughters. I've had sisters. I've had every single thing that sometimes it's like, hey, that fix isn't enough anymore. So you start going into like, you know, alternative styles of sex. Yes. I think especially since his dad was who he was at 19, it's probably not crazy to think that Charlie Sheen might have been experimental. You know what I'm saying? Maybe maybe dabbled in homosexuality to see well, if that's what he was into not only that but if you polled men and their answers were never going to see the light of day i think the number of men that have experimented sexually with another man the actual number of men that have done that i think would blow you away experiment <laughs> finish that blow you away all right, you know, all right. Okay. i should have chosen better words but, okay um so you're saying people who have actually experimented as opposed to thought of we're saying actual have had a homosexual i'm saying experience. Ha- have have done something that your friend would think is gay, gay dude you're so gay exactly okay. okay i'm telling you i think if men were if were to be honest with themselves and and their answers were never going to see the light of day and attributed to them personally I think, and you'll never have that because welcome right. to welcome to you know self you know reporting. It's just not going to work that way. I think the number of men that have engaged in something same sex related, that number would actually be. I I think it would shock you. 
I really do. Maybe I'm wrong. I could be way wrong. Now, was I can't remember. It was Corey Haim. He was a homosexual throughout his life. That I, Was that ever? Is, I don't, I don't oh, know. I, that I don't know. I don't know. Because Corey Haim was always always the JV to Corey, um, uh, Corey Feldman. Oh, I always felt Corey Haim was the bigger star. Oh, no way, dude. I mean, like, oh, look, look at the movies. Look at the movies. All right. Here we Let's go. look at the movies. All right. All right. Who was the who was the main character in Lost Boys? It was he and his family. It was him and his family. Who Lost, was Lost Boys points to him? All right. Who who was the main character in License to Drive? Corey Haim. Okay, License to Drive. But you've got Stand by Me. You've got the Goonies. You've got Gremlins. You've got the Burbs. Those are all no Corey Haim involved in those at all. Those are all Feldman exclusive projects right there. And I'll take all those movies over <sighs> over Lucas. Okay, if you're gonna talk about the stuff they did separately. Feldman probably had a better career, and yet it always seemed to me that they that he played second fiddle to Corey Haim while they were in the movies together. And you know why that was? Why is that? Because Corey Haim was a better looking kid. Okay, yeah, he probably. was a better looking kid, and that's why Feldman kind of got those goofy roles as he kind of the outsider, you know, right. the kid from the wrong side of the tracks, right. the kid who had a dad who put cigarettes out on his arms. That's why, because Corey <laughs> Haim was a much better looking kid. River Phoenix was a better looking kid, and that's why he was the dude in Stand by Me. Look at me, right, eight year olds. This this. This is how hot they are. I'm totally kidding. But uh, yeah, Stand By Me is probably, that movie alone is probably better than anything Corey Haim ever did. Stand By Me was a great movie, man. Ironically, about a small little town in Oregon. Sometimes constantly preaching that dude, I'm telling you, should go visit. That place is not the worst. We have Canton Charge tickets. We'll pass them out next on Rock 106.9. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9, where you're about to win your way into the Canton Charge home opener. That's on the 15th of this month. We'll get you hooked up here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625. The number you'll need on those. I'm excited to go to that game. I can't wait. It's going to be a good time. I guarantee it. Look forward to it. Couple of football notes here. Uh, Josh Gordon addressed the media yesterday. They asked him whether or not he's happy to be in Cleveland. And people are taking issue with his answer. I'll paraphrase here a little bit for you. He says, Well, look, I'm just here to help the team win. So outside of that, everything outside of that is outside of my control. He gave you, you know, a few of those. And so people are like, you know, f- you know, going over it with a fine tooth comb saying, Man, doesn't doesn't really sound all that convincing he wants to be here. And what I'll say is, oh, is Josh Gordon's got next level ability. Like, beyond, like, really good pro-wide receiver play. I mean, dude, he... So, if you're Josh Gordon, you're maybe thinking to yourself, this probably isn't the best team for me to be on. Well, did he say that about... Was the question reference to the team, or was the question reference to the city? Because when you I think say- it was one of those things where they meant the organization, but said the city name. Like, are you... Oh, uh, no, because if, re- if I'm reading it right, they said, are you happy to be, you know, with the Cleveland Browns? And so, he's saying, look, I'm just here to help the team win. Outside of that, where I go and all that stuff, it's, uh, again, I'm paraphrasing, it's said it's outside of my control. Now, Hugh Jackson said he sat down with him and said, look, you can, you can see a noticeable change in this kid. And Gordon also said, you know, about sobriety, that it gets easier every day. Let's wait and see. I, I, you know what I mean? Like, I, again, I, I am... I'm rooting for the kid, but let's let's wait and see on that. Yeah, I mean, everyone has their own different battle with it, and if Josh Gordon feels like you know he's doing well with it right now, that's fine. But it's I'm not going to knock him down because positive thinking is probably what you need to maintain that. But it's a lifelong battle. It it's, is. I mean, eight percent of people make it. I mean, that the numbers are not good. People have been asking me for a few days what happens first. He gets busted again, or a Browns win. Uh, 
That's a sick game. I, I, I'll be honest with you, because I, I, if I'm going to be honest, I don't think the numbers are really good in Josh Gordon's favor. Especially, you know the league's going to be looking out for you. I, I'm reading this quote right now, and I don't read it as like anything negative to the Browns. He's saying, "I, I, I again, did you see it? I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like I'm looking at it right now, and it just, I mean, if you watch his mannerisms, it doesn't seem. But again, I'm not going to knock a guy for not wanting to to be there right now. He won one game in what a season and a half. He's just coming off it's something very difficult. Everybody's throwing him under the bus, and everybody's got negative things to say about him. I, I don't. I'm not sure Cleveland would be the best situation for him to be in right now. I don't know. And, and just to read the quote, um, I'm here to help. We'll, and the question is, do you want to be in Cleveland? I'm here to help the team win. That's that means my, the Browns. That's my first priority, just being the best football player I can be. That comes first and foremost. Anything else through that, I have no control over. I feel like that's a perfectly appropriate thing to say. That's the, the people. Fans of teams don't want to hear that. Fans of teams want to hear these guys talk about how they love this franchise, how they want to be here, they want to be part of what turns this thing around. That's what fans want to hear. I think the interviewer was implying, like, yo, it's a dysfunctional organization. Do you want to be here? That's exactly what and, the implication was. And all, all I can say is I can take care of my job. I feel, I, I'm just saying, I don't think, I, what else, how else is he supposed to answer that? I'm, I, look, I'm t- I agree with you, but fans want to hear it another way. They just do. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with Josh Gordon. I'm rooting for the kid. I think Josh Gordon wins us a game. The one game that we win this year, I think Josh Gordon is the one who uh, is the one who's responsible for. I it. guess there people are excited because Kaiser's already calling him JG. Like okay. I guess like they. Well, there we go. Yeah, I, I, I mean, dude, <laughs> I saw right. that yesterday. Good, Grossy was all over it, and so people were retweeting. Oh my God, look, they're already getting on board, and it's like, guys, let's <laughs> again. But you guys were the ones telling me they were going to win six games. I mean, no, they aren't. There's another NFL flag controversy issue happening. Oh, jeez. Oh, this time it's about, again, the flag. All right. And this happened at Lambeau Field, which, for those of you that don't know, this is where the Green Bay Packers play. So the NFL does their salute to service military campaign. They do it every year. Right. And the Packers handed out small American flags during the Packers-Lions game. This was Monday night. Okay, just like a 4th of July parade. Yeah. Okay. And during the national anthem, everybody waving the flags, singing. This was Marine veteran Tegan Griffith told the local news station that. Okay. It made me feel very good. And I would imagine if you fought for this country and served this country, that would make you feel good. Yeah. And yeah, I think maybe it would make me feel good. And I haven't even done that. However, by halftime, he claims, I'm sorry, this was a woman. She and her fellow, fellow veterans noticed many of the flags had already been discarded. We started noticing people were leaving them on the ground next to food wrappers, beer cups that were on the ground. We found a couple on the bathroom floor. The veterans I was with started to get a little bit upset. After the game, the flags were seen everywhere. It looked like red, white, and blue confetti. Described that was Phil Oson, a season ticket holder. People were walking all over them. It struck me as unpatriotic. After the game, both Olson and Griffith told the news. They spotted several fans picking up the extra flags. And basically saying, like, dude, we can't let this happen. We're going to clean these up. We're, we're going to pick these up. She's like, I'm going to tell every Packers that they shouldn't, or I'm going to tell the team that they should not be handing out flags because it's the wrong venue, Olsen said. Every game, the Packers will give out a souvenir with the Packers logo on it. Everybody takes the souvenir home. But after this game, hardly anybody wanted the American flag. Yeah, I can see how this happens, right? You walk into the stadium. 
They give you something on a stick that you're to hold and wave. And then when you're done with it, what am I doing with this? Right. Right. What are you you doing with it? What are you doing with that? So you're just going to hold it the rest of the game? Like it, it, you had to know people were going to, some, a portion of these people were going to put these on the ground or throw them in the garbage. And do you feel like that was a, 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 an action of disrespect from them? So I thought about this last night and I was like, take what, take the right thing to say out of it. And like, what would I have done in the stands at Lambeau Field? What would you have done? And I started to think about it. I wouldn't have thrown it on the ground because that feels wrong to me. Yet, I'm not sure throwing it in the garbage can is any better. Right? How? I mean, are you supposed to keep that with you for the rest of your life and and take like care of it? If I'm being honest, I think I probably wrapped the flag around the wooden stick slide it into my back pocket, which again, you could argue is unpatriotic and not respecting the flag well. You could argue that. Therefore, I'm not just dumping it on the ground at my seat. But if I was in the bathroom, I'm just being honest. And very rarely are you in the bathroom alone at an NFL football game. But you know how sometimes you'll go midway through the third quarter, maybe there's two guys in there, they're not paying attention to what you're doing. If I'm being 100% honest about it, and I always try to do that, I probably slide it in the garbage can walking out of the bathroom. But you feel ashamed. You're hiding it. I, dude, I don't even want to say that right now. I, I, I guess, like, I mean, like I said, are you supposed to carry this with you for the rest of your life? Is it appropriate to ever throw that away? Now, I, I, it, it feels very weird to tell teams you got to see every move coming because you just can't. But in the season where you've had the you can't do this because of the flag, maybe don't pass out flags. I, I mean, this, right? Because now, because now you're in trouble. This went from this went from a beautiful patriotic moment to now all of a sudden we can't hand out flags because I because people are are upset. I, I think mean, like, it's I think it's crazy that people who go to games who are telling players they need to stand. If you're right. going to throw a flag on the ground, right. guys, I'm sorry, but your argument is now null and void forever. If and now I know not you, I know you guys weren't at this game. I'm saying. If, you, if the people who threw flags on the ground, you can't tell an NFL athlete to stand up if you're going to throw a flag on the ground. I'm sorry. It doesn't work that way. And, 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 you know, I mean, I guess you can make the argument, are these, you know, actual flags or are these like a representation of the flag? You know what I mean? The people get caught up on that where it's like, well, of course I can put a flag on, the, on my napkin and wipe my mouth with it and throw it away. But it's like, well, are these... Uh, do the do these which to me seem like actual flags? Do they these are adhere, actual. Do these adhere to the same? It's a flag. It's an code? American flag. It's so an like, American flag. So flag code applies here. So like, I, I, I don't know. I just feel like at this point, you you have to be realistic with what we're dealing with here. And it's like, dude, you're talking about those three inch flags they give you at the Fourth of July. Where's your one from Fourth of July last year? In the trash. I know it is, dude. So yeah, I mean, people don't save that. I do like this photo of there's there's a female Detroit Lions fan. Again, it was Green Bay versus Detroit. Bitter rivals. And here's a woman in Lambeau Field in a Detroit Lions jersey. And she's the one going around the stadium picking up the flags. And she's got them like all like bundled in her arms. She just says, look, I just didn't feel right walking by and watching, seeing all these things on the ground. I got to respect that. That's, that's, that's something in her that I wish I had that I don't. What'd she do with them? She took them home. I think it was nice. That's nice. I wouldn't have done that. 
I have to admit, that's a cool human move that I would not have been, I don't want to say capable of, of course I'm able to do it, but that I would not have done. And I hate to admit it, but I probably would have held on to that flag until the first minute somebody wasn't looking and would have dispersed of it. And I think if you're honest with yourself, instead of just getting mad at me and saying to myself, you're not a patriot, never listening ever again! I think if you're being honest with yourself and you don't want to just hate me just for what I just said, you would find out that's absolutely true of you, too. We have Canton Charge tickets for their home opener on the 15th. Let's send caller number 20 right now, 1-800-243-7625 on those. Also, a shot at $1,000 is on your way next at Rock 106.9. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever. Kent's Rock Station. Rock 6.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Minutes away now from getting you hooked up with $1,000. Your next opportunity, 810. That's when the keyword comes down. You'll text it in. You'll have more money. You can share it with me. There's no rule against that. Mm, I don't know, dude. Did you take that uh, that that training that we were supposed to take? I think there was rules against that. Shh. <laughs> I did what everybody else does that during that training. I turned my headphones down, didn't listen to the videos, <laughs> realized that I'm smart enough to be able to answer the questions at the end of the test without having watched it. Welcome to corporate training. American bosses, get over yourselves. That's what everybody does. Nobody actually gets trained in anything. Unless you have a meeting where there's a live person standing there making me listen to something, we're all just like, yeah, 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 whatever. I'll answer the questions. Next. Next. That's all we're doing. That's all anybody does. What a waste online training in the workplace is for anybody. I bet that's going to come up with my end-of-year review, right? Probably. <laughs> well, I bet that's going to be a topic of conversation. So I read this this morning out of Arkansas, and this just goes to show you, dude. I've been The last couple of days I've been talking about how the world just moves fast. Like, it right. just changes fast, right? You hear about something becoming a big issue, and the next thing you know, it's like, it, it's just, there's a storm of it. And a big part of that is, is we live in the times of the digital revolution. I mean, 50 years ago, you just didn't have the accessibility to information, so it's not surprising that things move at a quick pace. On a side note, I know things are never going back, but I will admit that as I'm getting older, I am really happy that I experienced the world before the full-on digital revolution. Yeah, I agree. I am a, I, I am a little happy that I got to experience, touch, and see, and set, like having r- real interaction with the world v- versus just being tethered to an electronic device. I am happy I have that. As a guy who's tethered to his device, I'm happy I have it. I also noticed this last night about the digital revolution. I started thinking about this in, in my head as I, you know, I've been going on some dates recently. Uh, none of them all that great. Okay. But you know what doesn't happen anymore? What is that? It used to be you'd go to dinner. Yeah. And then you would end up back in somebody else's house. You weren't necessarily going to have sex, but it's like, all right, I like you enough. Let's spend a little bit more time together after dinner, find out if there's something happening here. Right. And then what would eventually happen is that that woman then would excuse herself to the other part of the apartment or house where you're not allowed to go yet to handle something at home, maybe go put something away in the bedroom or whatever. And so there you are with a few minutes in this person's living room who you don't know all that well. And what you would do back in the day is you would thumb through the bookshelf of what they're reading. Oh, let's take a look at the <laughs> CD collection. Oh, my God, she's got that album. This chick's kind of cool. Okay. Like, you don't have that anymore. No, because if she catches you going through her phone, like, there's going to be a lot of issues. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly my point, is that there was a little bit of, you could get to know somebody a little bit, and that three minutes, they excuse themselves from their living room. I, I feel like the youngest of the Gen Xers and the oldest of the millennials, which kind of you and I, and, and that's kind of where we lie there, is 
is well you got we did we got a special like uh, we saw wor- the world before the digital revolution and we experienced it as it was happening so i mean yeah i i, I am glad that i have a little bit of that perspective yeah, I, I I really am. I mean, I don't mean to be old man yelling at cloud, but there is part of that that I have really enjoyed, and I've noticed that like you know that you don't have that like the little three minute I get to find out who you are because you own you know Marcy's Playground, right? Like I you know what I mean? Like I don't have that anymore, and I've been noticing that, and it's a little it's a little weird, you know. So this story coming out of Arkansas, where the police department posted this, they said, "Look, we have heard something today that's is very worth sharing." It says you know when you go to the store. And you grab like the shopping cart. Yeah. Next to the shopping carts, now they have like a uh, a dispensary of like you know uh, sanitary wipes. Most of places do, yeah. And they say you should absolutely be doing this. And the amount of germaphobes that are are going to double after hearing this. Yeah, they say cold and flu season coming up. Yeah. No, that's not what they're talking about. No. No. Okay. <laughs> well, then what, what? Why? They say fentanyl needs very little amount. To get into your skin and cause overdose. Yeah. And if you don't think you're sharing shopping carts with people who were just doing drugs 10 minutes before in oh, the yeah. car, you're crazy. I didn't even think of that, but oh yeah, Would that's have a great never that's thought a great about Because I'll be honest with I you, mean, I am not a germaphobe. Like I can look at, like I'll see people walk up to me and I'll think to myself, oh, I don't want to shake your hand, but like I'm not necessarily a germaphobe. Right. You know what I mean? And I so like I'll grab a sh- my, the point of that is I'll grab a shopping cart without thinking about it and, and we'll never wipe it down. I'll wash my hands when I get home or whatever things like that. But I don't think about that. But honestly, now when it comes to like I could die well, by grabbing a shopping cart. I mean, yeah. How many stories have we heard about cops who were arresting somebody the smallest very little amount, amount of fentanyl and all of a sudden that cops overdosing? And I think there was a, a semi-local story that happened to some frequent or recently. Um, but okay, so now we're talking about this when it comes to shopping carts. What about Every other product that's out on the on the, on the shelves, because like if, oh my if, God. It's, if it's transferring to that thing of uh, into that shopping cart, then handle, it is which, to the box of razors or whatever yeah, else, whatever else it is that you're buying. So like, do we all have to put on a mask and gloves now and like walk through these? You know, I mean, it's gonna sound crazy, but they give you footies to wear when you're trying on shoes. Yeah. Are we go- are we go- are we going to move into the here's the disposable glove? So you can shop safely. And I'm not trying to put heroin overdoses on any one, you know, brand of store, but I think we all have a decent idea of the of the of the parking lot and the store that we're the thinking mecca of, of consumerism. Right now. And uh, it's just the most popular store, right, so that's what's going to happen. People. Right. I do. I've said this before that I will walk through that parking lot, kind of looking into people's windows, thinking like, that I'm are going you to not see, now? Right. That I'm going to see somebody overdosing. So to think that somebody doing, you know, somebody shooting up in the parking lot isn't going to go into the store and push a cart around. That's crazy. I mean. So yes, dude, I, I I am a little concerned now. I, I I wouldn't have thought of this, but this is a little concerning. I mean, I'm going to the grocery store today, right? and I, I'm telling you, it's going to be the first thing I do now. But what about? I mean, like, so so what? So so people who are who are using drugs aren't working at restaurants. Are they not going to be the ones who are handling like everything? Are they not the ones who are going to be working at the post office? And they're not the ones who are going to be working everywhere? I mean, dude, think about being an employer today with that, right? Now, in today's day and age, an idiot employee of yours can write something on a receipt that ends your business forever. Right. Now they can put fentanyl on the bag and kill consumers. And then, by the way, you're supposed to give that person health insurance until they ruin your business. It was it was one thing. It was one thing when I was working in restaurants and it was like, oh, dude, obviously this guy's stoned. You know, right. that's that's completely different than having you're not the, harming them. Right. Maybe you forgot to make like the onion teasers or whatever. I forgot your mayonnaise cup. I'm an idiot. But yeah, but dude, we're talking about like dying here. 
scared. Dude, I, yeah, you're a great point of like, if you're a business owner, it's going to be scary as hell. Dude, imagine that. You have to employ somebody, right? and now they can take your entire business down with something they write on a receipt, and they can now like, lace your bags with fentanyl by accident and kill consumers, and then now your bu- entire business is shut down, and you don't even have any money once it shuts down because you had to spend it all giving them health insurance before they ruined your business. Yay! Ready to open a business, America? That's what I keep saying, dude. You keep attacking small business, it's not going to be good. So you know what? We'll help you out. We'll give you $1,000. We'll do it right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword money to 200-200. You'll get a text 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock 106.9. Online at WRQK.com and passing out a perfect circle tickets at 930 this morning. That's show November 18th. So before the break, we were talking about the story out of Arkansas where the police department was warning people to make sure they're using sanitary wipes on the, like the shopping carts because fentanyl could get on the handle and you may overdose. Right. I want to thank James, who sent me an article from Verify.com and from Snopes.com, who have both debunked that as a possibility. Another drug task force um, somewhere else in the country said, look, can this happen? Sure, it could but the likelihood is very, very slim, they say. So that's at least, uh, that that makes me feel a little bit better. So James, thank you for finding this article and sending this to us. Um, they say they're, they're incredibly slim. That's uh, S- Lieutenant Scott Reed from the Multi-County Narcotics and Violent Crimes Unit out of, um, I believe, St. Louis. If someone had enough fentanyl in their system to the point to where it would transfer from their skin, they would probably be unconscious or dead. Reed says they would probably be too high to get out of their car, grab a cart, and go shopping. I would be more worried about just straight Spilling of the powder itself onto the actual cart, not necessarily sweat from their skin. Oh yeah, that's not what I was thinking about. That's at not all. what I was thinking at all either. I was thinking about spillage. I was thinking you, as a drug dealer, had some on your hands. Residue. You go, into, you go into Walmart to go, you know, buy more baggies or whatever. That's what I was thinking. Now the thing I will say about fentanyl and this whole car fentanyl and fentanyl and heroin and morphine and which one's stronger and blah 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 blah. There's a little bit of me that's like. I don't want to say I'm buying into reefer madness because marijuana and opioids are two very, very different things, but I automatically believe the worst of it because it's like, I'm never going to do those drugs. Therefore, it's scary to well, me. Not- Therefore, I believe you when you say like, yes, it's going to kill you. Well, honestly, I will buy into the madness when we have to bring mobile homes down here so we can stack right. bodies. Right. So yeah, there's a little bit of me. You're right. That maybe I will believe things that logically, if I sat there a little longer and thought about it, maybe I wouldn't because of we're seeing people dead at a rate we never have. Now there are fentanyl is distributed or like uh, given to patients oftentimes through a patch, and I think that's where some of like the concern about skin contact is is coming into play. And I and I read something where it's like, well, there's a difference between what goes on a patch with fentanyl and like the powdered black market stuff. Oh, for sure but there no, is. But but nonetheless, like. If, if, you know, and I'm very much this guy, like, if I get something on my hands, I'm going to look at it, I'm going to touch it, and I'm probably going to smell it. Like, I'm probably going to be like, what is this? Like, what, what, what is this? So it's like. Yeah, I, everybody examines versus just wash off. I, I could, I could very much see myself, you grab a cart, or you open a door, or you grab a gas pump, or you grab one of these million different things. I've got something on my hands. I'm going to be like, what the hell is this? I'm going to bring it up to my face. You might even lick least. it. 
possibly. So like, I, I agree that does this, is this like, yo, every time you go into giant Eagle, there's going to be a possibility. No, but if we're talking about best practices, I don't see the harm in wiping off the, you know, wiping off the, I mean, it's probably the best practice, not just not to spread regular germs, right? Not to get the flu. I mean, so, I mean, sure. ultimately I don't feel as if I've been duped by this. Right. I will say like, it's okay for us to screw this up, but for a police department to put that out and well, have it not be 100% accurate, uh, that's no. not necessarily the best look for them. What about that cop two weeks or two months ago or whatever the story was where the guy got it on his hand from a drug deal gone and he was he was pulling a guy out or pulling a guy out and got it on his hand and he overdosed. Yeah, I, I, there was probably more of that than I'm doing. If, if there was that much powder on, on a handle of a shopping cart, you'd see it, right? Yeah, I, I mean. Yeah, but uh, would you? Would you? Uh, when was the last time? Are you, are, are you looking at your shopping cart handles? Are you visually expect inspecting them to be like, all right, I want to make sure. Are you, look, are you looking at gas pumps when you grab them? No. The only time I'll grab one of those, like wipes, is when I feel something on. Like, all right, I always bitch about this with people in their hands. You ever right. shake somebody's hands and they're like wet? Yeah, they're like clammy. It's gross. Yeah, that person just did something illegal. Like, I don't know about drugs, but like, I'm telling you, dude, sweaty hands means you're up to something. Okay. I've been on that. Okay. I just, dude, I don't, ugh, it's just, it's kind of gross. Um, It's like how when you sit down on a couch cushion and you're like, that's warmer than it should be. Somebody was just sitting here. Like, so if, if I grabbed the handle and I felt something askew, I'd be like, all right, what the hell is that? And I'd probably wipe my hands off. But it, it, more often than not, I don't visually examine anything. No, and I don't think anyone does. And I mean, that's not trying to like come down on people. I think it's just who we are. We're just like, all right, going about my daily business, not expecting anything to go wrong. Um, uh, yeah, I, this just, I guess, worst case scenario is you wiped it down. Okay. Yeah, I don't feel duped by that. I don't feel stupid by that because ultimately it's going to help prevent me from the flu virus too. So I'm uh, ultimately I am okay with it. I um, but again we can kind of misstep there. I'm not sure it's necessarily the best look for a police department to have had uh, to have had a misstep there. Did you hear about this? We're out of Perry Township. <laughs> Apparently, two guys were trying to go through a drive-through. I believe this was off of Middle Branch. I think. And dude, a road rage incident ended with dude a gun. Like yeah. a guy got shot, and they were able actually only able to find the guy because dude he ended up going to Altman. To like, you know, <laughs> drove himself to the yeah, hospital. Yeah, drove there. himself to the hospital. And so, like, they ended up finding the other driver and he got arrested. And it turns out that he had had some, you know, other issues in his past, a couple of, you know, prior convictions and all that stuff. But, dude, imagine, like, I have road rage like nobody's business. And I have a food addiction, like, <laughs> that will rival just about anybody's. And I don't want to make light of a local story here. But I can, I like, at some point, I, even if I thought you were a complete idiot in the car or whatever, I would much rather. Let you go in front of me and have me be able just to sit in my car and hate you for the awful low rent, less than me person that I want you. You know what I mean? Like I would rather I'd get more off on that than I would ever hurting you. Um, I, I guess really what this boils down to for me is like on a day to day basis, you get angry behind the wheel of the car and you're screaming, drive your car and you're screaming at people and you're giving people dirty looks and you're kind of like shooting them that side eye you just don't know who's out there dude you just don't know when crazy wh- is real right when when your impatience and your you know frustration boils over into words or a look or whatever and then all of a sudden you find yourself getting shot at while you're trying to you know uh, go, you know go through the drive through to pick up cigarettes and, and, and beer or whatever the hell you were there for so it's just like oh I bet that was what it was there was a drive through not necessarily because I 
I forget how popular those are here. Oh yeah, yeah. It was. I think it was like one of those. Oh god, what was those are always. Those are strange to me. Um, if they're convenient, I mean, are they? Yeah, I like going through them. Like, there's one right by my house, and if I'm like, if it's just like, yo, like I'm gonna go get beer, like that's where I'm going. Really? Yeah. I oh, just, not me. I, you don't even have to get out of your car. It's great. I know, but then I gotta wait for that guy to like run around the whole goddamn store to get me what I want. But better than, I mean, like I said, one thing there. If I'm, I'm not going grocery shopping there. But if it's like, you know, yeah, because there's part of me that I'd be like, all right, dude, don't make this guy run all over hell's half acre. Now that's his job. I have to say, I throw him a buck or two. It's like, okay, oh, you well, tip those people, yeah, where it's a little even give and take there. Um, mm, but I don't like it. To me, it's better than like having to go stand in line and wait at like, all right, dude, here we go. All right, now this idiot's got to well, pay true. with a check and I do pay, hate you that. Know? So like. Yeah, to me, it's a much quicker transaction. You know what's crazy is I grew up in a town that had those. Yeah, like Twinsburg's got them. They yeah. had they had a couple, and yet I just I don't I don't know. Like I have always, and I got to be careful here. Yeah. I have don't always call it, don't call it ranch dressing. I, know I you have want to. always associated those things with bad behavior. Really? Maybe it's because my brother worked at one of Streetsboro while we were growing up, and I know we were stealing beer out of the bag of it. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, but I, I don't know, man. I've always just, I don't know. There's something about those that I'm just like, I mean, Sammy's in Streetsboro was huge, right? Like, I mean, it's, I mean, it's huge, and I don't know if that's still there, but probably, and. I just, I don't know, man. When I moved here, I was like, oh my God, these things are everywhere here. Well, it is a little bit to me. It still feels like a video rental store. It still feels like a roller rink where it feels a little old to me. It feels a little bit like, oh my God, what is it, 1991? I feel like it's carjacking waiting to just happen. Just waiting to happen? Waiting to happen. Human trafficking, carjacking, you know, all dude, I mean, dude, look at where, I mean, where, look at where a lot of them are. You well, know what I mean? Yeah, I think, I think much like any other party store, it, it, it's going to be in more, you know, like low I feel, income neighborhoods. Yeah. Like I always feel like there's a better chance for me to be carjacked at a, and 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 like a dollar store than there is somewhere else. Now, I could be wrong. Although cops always say dollar store places are always big, you know, turnover of calls. Um, oh, of course, dude. There's that one that just went up on the corner. On Tusk, uh, Tusk Dol- and, yeah, Tusk and Fulton right there. Oh, dude, that one is that. That's- Bro, driving by there even like I don't trust it because the, the, everybody in there looks like they're just gonna jump out in the street to get hit by the car for the insurance money. You're not gonna see those drive-throughs in Jackson. You're not gonna see them in North Canton. But I don't necessarily view them as like shady like, you know? i don't know what it is i don't know what it is but i i'm suspicious of you i uh dude as steven tweets in and he's he's making sense here he's like if this was a food drive-thru he's like maybe it's because they induce they introduce those dual drive drive-thru yeah. lines which by the way yeah. what a mess that is i feel like they work better i feel oh, like i'd no rather be way. one of those no 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 up there on tusk the amount of times that person at that window asked me so you had this right no. Well, but they want to make sure. God, we can't give them $15 an hour because they F up your order every time. And now when they ask you, hey, this is yours, right? Well, they used to know what I had. But, not, but, not, but dude, they couldn't get the order right in one lane. And now we're giving them two lanes and more things to concentrate on. I'm not sure that's the best system. I have never been through one of those and had it been like, oh, this made this easier and better and more accurate. I've, I haven't seen that. Maybe it has overall. I'm telling you, my personal experience, and I'm telling you, my trips through those places probably outweigh most of yours and anybody else to add a couple of people to you even. I'm not sure that's been the best system for those. So Japanese companies are doing something that is going to, I'm telling you, it's going to boom when it hits America, and I want to buy in on the ground floor. I'll tell you what it is next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. Hey, guys, you got Stansberry here. When you get in a car accident, the first nine. 
Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9, online at WRQK.com. Fantone just did one of these things in life where, and I'll tell you exactly what he said, where sometimes somebody can say something to you that makes no sense, and yet you know exactly what they mean. Like, we were talking about, there's this video online at WRQK.com where Brad Paisley and Carrie Underwood last night hosted the CMAs, and they were taking some jabs at President Trump, and it very lighthearted. And a guy wrote in and he says, this is nothing compared to what SNL has done. And I said, well, no, but you expect this out of SNL because that's what those type of shows do. That's what their job is, is to is to make fun of what's going on in the world. But you don't expect it from the CMAs, the right. audience of SNL, very liberal, left leaning. And the audience of the CMAs, I'm guessing, is going to be a little bit more right wing. And Fantone said to me, he's like, you got to remember, sometimes people have a hard time thinking things they don't think. And I was like, that makes no sense. And yet I know exactly what it is you mean. Yeah, as I said it, I was like, oh, he's going to be mad about that. Like, he's no, like, well, I, because, of course I don't. <laughs> no, because I know what you meant by that. Because it's true. Sometimes people only think the way they think. They never stop to think how somebody who thinks differently than them, how many times can he say think in this sentence? No, but it's it, it's it's having the ability to put yourself in other people's shoes. shoes. Even if you don't agree with those shoes, even if you don't agree with that perspective. Let me try to figure what they would think about that. Right. Empathy isn't necessarily something that a lot of people have, and I think we all walk around kind of assuming that everybody else feels like, thinks like, views the world in the same way that we do. Gotta be and- cool if you guys would catch up. That would be <laughs> awesome. That honestly is something as I've gotten older I'm like dude you have to kind of work on that in life not everybody had the same advantage or the experience. same opportunity or experience or whatever you want to call it it's, it's one of the reasons why I always preach people should move away from home right is because I think living living in different places allows you to do that right Right, makes you not allows you forces you to do it, and and and, and, and you know it's it's not always going to change your mind looking no. at it from somebody else's shoes. It a does. lot of times it will make you more staunch in what your opinion was. But at least at that point you have some other understanding of like okay, a frame of reference. I feel different about this, but nonetheless I see where you're at. But God, dude, what are we trying to do? Are we trying to t- are we trying to stop people from screaming at each other? Make the world better. Come on, come on. We're make the world that. better is what I'm trying to do. <laughs> we cannot do that, dude. What do you got? Like a story about boners right now? Come on. The, the effing Lord's work <laughs> is what. I'm working on in here. That's what I'm doing. Okay, that's what we're doing here. Is that what I'm doing? That's what what we're doing. There's a business that a guy in Japan says is booming. And I'm telling you, when I start to tell you about this, Fantone and the rest of you are going to go, you're crazy. And then I, at the end of it, will have an example of something that we used to do as a society that is crazier than this. And you'll go, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Okay. There's a guy in Japan... Looking us, look at us being culturally respected. Of course, dude. It's who we are. It's what we do. That has started a business. Some weird sex thing, right? It's no. got to be some weird sex thing. No, but it is about it is about emotion. Tentacle, tentacle porn, panties in the, in, the, in, the, in the vending machine. What is it? Yeah, they already have a... What's what I'm saying? What you got here? Family romance will provide professional actors to fill any role in the personal life of their clients. They currently okay. employ 800 or so actors, ranging from infants to the elderly. In the organization, they say prides themselves on being able to provide a professional surrogate for almost any conceivable situation your life will put you in. He believes that this will help people cope with unbearable absences 
for their self-perceived deficiencies that they have in their lives. And he claims as people are becoming more and more isolated, less connected to the outside world, that paying for human interaction is going to become the new norm. So is this... It's not, I'm like, I'm not hiring a hooker, but like, okay, let's say I'm a woman who's getting married. My dad died five years ago. You're hiring somebody to walk you down the aisle. That's what I'm, okay. Okay. That's what's happening. Okay. So this started, he said he played a father for a 12 year old girl to a single mother and the girl kept being bullied in school because she didn't have a dad. So the mother rented him and he's acted as the girl's father ever since. I'm the only father she knows. So the mom hasn't told her. I'm not sure where I come down on that one. That's a sticky situation we've got. I'm not sure into. where I come down on that one. Lying to your kid about who their father may be, I, I would agree. Is I'm not ready to go all the way there. Yeah, I mean, in, I mean, now all of a sudden, this guy who's been playing her father for the past nine years or whatever... Now, all of a sudden, you can't deny there's going to be some sort of a relationship there, some sort of a caring about that child. The child's going to care about you. And that almost seems cruel to me. So another situation was like, again, this is him stepping in into the father role where there was some violence in the household. And the father then disappeared, just like kind of ran. Right. There was a lot of physical violence in that situation, they right. say. So he took the father's first and last name, but says, I never yell no matter what because of the history. Although, if the daughter knew the dad... Yeah, but you're coming in and showing her that, like... They ask, does she now love you? And he says, she absolutely does love me. It's easy for her to feel love. She talks about her relationship with her mother. She shares sensitive feelings with me. She opens up to me the way she would a parent. I don't know, dude, because on one hand, I can see the value of this because no right, no wrong reason to do the right thing. All of a sudden, this girl now has a positive male influence in her life, and she can say, like, all right, not all men are abusive. Not everyone's my dad. I have somebody that I love. I see the positive in that, but, like... Rent a buddy. I like I, it. I don't know, dude. Dude, here's the thing. I don't know. I like it. Okay. Rent a buddy. I like. Right. I, I think. I think there's something to it. Like, think about people... This is a very small portion of the customer base, I will admit. Okay. But hear me out. Think about people like me. Okay. okay? So here I am. I live in Ohio. My family lives in Las Vegas. Yeah. You're going home. You're my age. And you're sick and tired of being asked about when. How come you never bring a woman home? How come there's no woman here? How come you don't have this? So you 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 rent a buddy, put her on the plane, Mm -hmm. take her there, and we'll just get through the end of the weekend, and then you go back to whatever it is. I mean, there's going... Dude, I'm telling you, people... The the lack of human connection that's happening in this country should be alarming the crap out of you. Because it doesn't seem like a big deal now. But wait till it's a ship too far. And then it's going to be like, oh, we kind of screwed this up. I mean, at that point, isn't that just an escort for you? Like, all right, I'm going to bring her. I'm not going to bang her. Okay, all right, okay. I'm not going to bang her. Okay. Now, again, here's my example. Because what here's what people are going to say. That's crazy. We're just going to like get strangers for personal things. This is a country where you used to find roommates in the newspaper. If you were going to pick a roommate who was going to live in your home... By a by a three sentence ad in a newspaper, we're gonna be able to get Americans to rent buddies. Like I always say that, right? Wasn't I just saying this the other day? Like sometimes I'll get tickets and stuff, and I don't know what to do. Like, dude, rent a buddy. The the the, the place where I could really see this working is all right. So your mom's in the retirement home. She has Alzheimer's. She's kind of crazy. 
Oh, hey, look, it's your, it's your, you know, it's, it's Jeremy from, you know, back when we were kids and he died, but, you know, you know what I'm saying? I feel like you could pull stuff on, like, elderly people and convince them that, like, hey, no, this is your niece and she's here to see you, but I feel like, I mean, to me, I would know the entire time, so it would, it would, it would, like, it would throw me out of the moment. Any specialness that I was trying to have there, any, like, you know, let's say... You know what he does a lot? You know what he says he does a lot? Is father daughter dances. If 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 you alone want to have a Christmas, but you don't have a family, and you're like, okay, well, I got to do something. That's gonna feel so pathetic to me as I'm sitting there watching some kid that I hired open up presents. I I, I feel like I would. I'm being asked, how is this any different than a nanny without the housework? Well, you answered your own question. A nanny a nanny's not supposed to. I, I don't expect a nanny to, to to fulfill that role for my kid. You're not presenting the nanny as their mother. You know not what only I'm that, saying? you're not saying to them, hey, this is your, your dad. You can Windex my windows, but not necessarily be able to handle emotional moments with my kid. Now I'm being asked. This is this is a fair question. Isn't this supporting less interaction long term? Yes, ultimately, probably. But the problem is, is that this is a problem. We are becoming less attached to human beings and more attached to our digital devices. And honestly, I'm I, like I said a couple of breaks ago. I said I'm happy I grew up in a time where we didn't totally have the internet. You're telling. I mean, I don't think kids are making friends the same way they used to. And I don't, I mean, so at some point, dude, we are going to need this business. And it's it's like any other visionary thing. There's a thin line between brilliant and crazy. And normally when you're the first one on a great idea, everybody else thinks you're nuts. Everyone thinks you're nuts. I told the story. I thought the guys who started Melt were crazy. Look at that thing. He's got like 13 of those things now. Told him to his face. He's like, dude, you're nuts. Look at what a success that is now. It's like anything else. And I believe me, this is the best way to get rich in the world is be on the ground floor of something. Once something's popular, there's no more money to be made. There's 10 people making money. They're the only ones that are going to make money. And you've already missed the boat. It's the ground floor is where everybody gets paid. I, dude, I'm going to find a couple of people. I do. I want in on this. Cantonreadabuddy.com. Don't, I'm, <laughs> dude, I'm telling you, I'm getting that website. It'll be up and running very soon. I love, 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 love this idea. I also love money, and I have to give you some of mine. We'll pass out $1,000 next on Rock 106.9. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. Hey, guys, you got Stansberry here. When talking fire. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. You're about to get hooked up with $1,000 momentarily. We'll give you your next keyword. I say it all the time on the show that I don't think people care as much about issues as they claim they do in their tweets, Facebook posts, Instagram arguments, and all that. A saying that from my childhood, I would hear my parents say a lot, is that actions speak louder than words. And I think now that could be is like actions speak louder than tweets. And that's 100% right. I've said it time and time again that I don't think people that that you foam at the mouth about the issues that you don't really care about. And also, you know, I, I keep hearing these things are so important. They're so very important. So we have the numbers now. Under 30% of you voted this past week. This is what I'm always talking about. It's so important. Right, right after this presidential election, we didn't get the president we wanted. We, we, we got, we, we got, we got to do what we got to do. Under thirty percent of you showed up to vote. Well, that's America as a whole. This is here in Ohio. Okay, this is Ohio as a this whole. This is Ohio as a whole. Okay, Ohio as a whole on election day. Update: one hundred percent precincts are were in with unofficial results showing twenty nine point eight percent turnout. 
30%. November 8th, 2006, it was 72%. Um, difference between a presidential election and a, an off year? Again. But again, this is, this is what I'm always saying. This stuff happens on a very local level, too. And if you don't care about it then... I don't understand why I, I this one dude. If you don't care enough to go vote for stuff, I don't know why we, it's okay for you to like scream at strangers over the internet about things you think are inappropriate. Do they give a breakdown of odd year to odd year, seventeen to fifteen? You know what I mean? Like I have, the, I have from twenty thirteen to twenty sixteen. So twenty thirteen was actually lower. Twenty fourteen was forty one percent. That's when that's when you're getting into like, you know, Senate races and things like right. that. Okay. Twenty fifteen was forty two percent. Twenty sixteen was seventy two percent. But this is what I'm always talking about. If you can't be bothered to show up and vote for stuff, why do you get so mad at somebody who thinks differently than you do on the Internet? People uh, are looking at it as maybe not like it's not the issues that are not important. It's the process that I don't have faith in. I don't trust that my vote's going to be counted or my voice is going to be heard through the vote. Therefore, I choose not to vote. Aren't those very simple? Like, aren't those little kid answers to problems? uh, But does that mean that people aren't thinking it? I mean, yes, you can. Yes. well, that's but, again, but those are the people I'm taking issue with. So even if that's what they're thinking is, my issue is still is valid, which is quit screaming at strangers for thinking differently than you do when you can't be bothered to drag your ass off the couch to go let your voice be heard. Right? Yes. I mean, I definitely agree. I, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily buy 100% into, well, if you don't vote, you have no voice whatsoever. You can't complain at all. But yes, I take your point there of if things are this important to you, if it's this much of an issue, then where you I at? just, right. Now, but are, are, you, are you putting this on everyone? Or are you saying like, hey, people were so upset about Trump and then they didn't do anything about it further down the road? Well, no, because honestly, if you look at the breakdowns, the Democrats are the ones that came out right, and voted right, because right, they, right, they, they, won. they won everything. Right. So it's not necessarily just them. It's everyone. I'm telling dude, the fake morality that's that's happening now on social media is ruining this country. Everybody's pretending to be something that they're not. And so now nobody's so nobody's anything like and it's becoming a problem. And you're losing the ability to hear different opinions and not be like, well, that person shouldn't be able to make a living. You're losing that. Versus just going, oh, well, that's a little crazy. I don't care. Because you have a keyboard in your pocket, you now pretend that you, that's what I always say, because this started with this business. At least my my interest in it started with this business. And I always say this, that back in the day, if you wanted a guy taken off the radio, what you had to do was wait till the end of the workday, go home, get a pencil, sharpen it, take out two pieces of paper, write it, put it in an envelope, fill out the envelope, which I'm willing to bet a lot of you don't even know how to do anymore, put it in the envelope, pay to put a stamp on it, mail it to the radio station to demand it. By then, we could take your complaint seriously because of the time it took to do that. It now takes you 20 seconds to tell my boss you're not going to buy things from Target because you don't like what I said. Meaning we have no idea if that's your real opinion or not. You got to stop foaming at the mouth about these things. Actions speak louder than words. When less than 30% of us are showing up to vote, that's how I know, honestly, all this stuff I'm reading online and all the yelling back and forth, you don't really care. You just want to take part in something to end the boredom that is we that we call life. Here's your shot at $1,000 right now. 
your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword CASH to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's CASH to 200-200. Rock. 1069. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. I'm Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. Miss anything from this morning? Like my brother calling me yesterday to tell me I suck at my job <laughs> for like an hour yesterday, dude. My brother just like laid at me. He's like, dude, you are terrible at this. Oh, Doyle rules. That's my brother right there. <laughs> we were talking. Uh, just let me recap for you. You can pick it up at the podcast at wrqk.com, or I can just tell you. I uh, maybe do both. Yeah, maybe a little bit of both. There. We were talking yesterday in the program about they're selling like kegs of Hidden Valley Ranch for the holiday season. And I get it. I mean, dude, ranch is, it, it's one of those things I'm in the minority here. Like, I don't yeah. really care for it, but I know most of you love it. Yeah, Hidden Valley doesn't need you. They're yeah, they don't need okay. me. They got they got plenty of stuff going on there, right? And so they're selling, like, pony kegs of this stuff. And, you know, my brother called me yesterday and was like, dude, it's not even the fact that you're not good at it. He's like, it's that you're terrible. <laughs> and I was like, David, this is like my livelihood. Like, come on, man. Like, be nicer to me. He's like, Dan, you've been my brother for 41 years. Am I ever going to be nice to you? No, and I was like, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. Probably, probably not there, right? He's like, I've always known you an I- you were an idiot. He's like, I'm waiting for Canton to figure it out. He's like, I can't believe you're popular there. He's like, the ball's on you to tell people that pouring ranch dressing on stuff makes them white trash, and 30 seconds later, you say you want a keg full of nacho cheese, <laughs> the most white trash condiment there is. He's like, I don't understand. He's like, fi-. he's like, I can't believe they don't hang you. <laughs> he's like, demand you be fired is one thing. He's like, I can't believe those people don't kill you. It's a fair point. He's like, how the hell are you popular there? I was like, I don't really know. That keg of nacho cheese is a good idea, though. I don't care what anyone says. Dude, David had me in tears last night. I was laughing so hard. A lot of people have been asking me all day, dude, get him on the show. Problem is, dude, my brother's very, I don't know, he's very, very private. He doesn't, like, there's no online profile. He doesn't do that. Like, my sister-in-law's online a little bit, but, like, my brother's not. Like, he's just, I don't know, he's just one of those people. He's always been very, very, very private about his life, and um, we're obviously different there. I would imagine that that's one of those things that separates us because we have different fathers. Some of the things we're very alike on, I would guess that's from my mom's side, but like we have different dads, and so I think there's just going to be a difference there. Older, younger too, you know what I mean? Sure. It's, it's gonna, yeah, that's that, usually the family dynamic there is the older one's probably a little bit more buttoned up, the younger one's probably a little bit more rebellious trying to make mom laugh. But you know? what I think I'm going to try to do is maybe, I don't know if I'll podcast it, maybe I'll, li- maybe I'll Facebook live it, but maybe on the patio in Vegas over the holiday I'll sit my brother down and maybe I'll I'll interview my brother, and uh, we'll get some of it, maybe put it online for people who may be interested in that. I know not all of you will be, but some of you. <laughs> some of you are like, dude, I'm not interested in you at all. I just, dude, you play Godsmack and shut the F up already. I hate you. I understand that you're out there. Fantone has lived in how many cities? A lot. I, dude, I, I, I mean, plenty. I can't even, I mean. Yeah, me too. I right. can't even count, really, ultimately. And, um, you primarily have moved around because of the radio industry. Yeah, it's one of those jobs where the thing with radio is it's like if you get fired from a gig here, I can go, or and, and I work at a bank. I, there's a million other banks here, right. but there's only so many radio stations in any one city. You gotta go, and there's so many you know radio stations that are gonna appreciate my value. You know what I mean? So it's like 
if 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 you can't find a job here, you've either got to go find another job somewhere else, or you're not going to work in the business. I mean, you got very lucky this last time to have had a job in Canton and landed another one. Yeah, I really was, and I mean, a better one, especially especially when you consider the market size. That usually does not not happen. happen. So yeah, I was very lucky, and uh, I'm glad Canton uh, embraced me for a second time. And radio, not the highest paying of gigs out there. No, it's not. I mean, I know Dan and I complain a lot. It's not like we're rubbing dimes together, but we're kind of rubbing dimes together, like a little bit. Yeah, we both have multiple jobs. Okay, <laughs> we're rubbing effing dimes together. Okay, all right, fair. That's what's happening. Fair, right? And so the reason why I bring this up is that I'm willing to bet, having lived in some sketchy cities, i.e., both the places you lived in Michigan. Um, I've lived in Canton, sketchy city, Flint, sketchiest city, Detroit, sketchy city, maybe even sketchier than Flint, and Fresno. Those are just uh, off the top of my head. Those are dude, really, bad. really sketchy towns, right? Fresno there. is okay. a rough city. Okay, so you've had some questionable neighbors. Oh, tons of them. So you've had some really bad neighbors. Bro, I lived in a trailer park in Flint, Michigan, and I lived on the porch. I didn't even like live in the trailer. <laughs> like I lived on the carport? Uh, on like yeah, like on like the carport area right there. Like it was screened in and God everything. Goddamn bubbles, get your stuff together. <laughs> I um I was it, but it was at least screened in. Yeah, it was screened in. And it was only during the summer. By the time it got cold, like I you know, I moved into the trailer there, but no, I was living out on a porch for a little while. We'll just let them think that makes it better. <laughs> Let's just let them have it. I bring this up because in Oklahoma, I think I found a neighbor worse than maybe anyone you've ever had. Okay. Some things have been brewing back and forth between neighbors. All right. And apparently it had gone too far. So Donald Gaither gets all liquored up and challenges his neighbor to a knife fight. Jeez. But Donald, even though he's drunk, realizes he's getting himself into a knife fight. So him being stabbed might occur, too. Right. So he thought about it. Right. Being a smart Oklahoman. Right, right, right. Being the kind of guy who gets into knife fights, yeah, I'm sure you're like, all right, how do I protect myself in this situation? So he used electrical tape and strapped porno mags to his (laughs) (laughs) He strapped pornography magazines to his midsection so he could go knife (laughs) knife fight his neighbor. All right. Um, that is amazing. And that kind of it. First of <laughs> this all, this is the greatest thing I've ever read. First of all, it's amazing to me that somebody still has enough magazines of pornography to cover their body. Like, I get it that maybe your dad. Fair point. Maybe your dad still has like the Playboy collection down in the boxes in the basement. You know, maybe, they're worth money, Sue. Maybe. And no, they're no, not. No, they're not. No, they're not, dude. They they stop. They stop being worth money. No, they're never worth money. Um, but, I think there's like three of them that are, but they're very rare. So 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 it's amazing that this guy had enough like you know printed pornography to tape all over himself but like aside from it being porn is it really that dumb of an idea i feel like that had to be at least like better than going in there raw dog right i mean phone books would have been a great idea yeah i mean you it makes it harder to stab through right i guess it depends on how thick you put it if you put one magazine over top of yourself that ain't gonna do it we're no longer talking about the porn magazines (laughs) but if but if you were truly covered i mean it at least would make it harder to to get a vital organ right they say he appeared to be intoxicated somewhat he did comply with okay all right (laughs) he complied with the officer when they ordered him uh you know to the ground at gunpoint he was holding knives in both hands whenever the deputy can uh, when they did confront him the sheriff said Gaither has served time in prison, and he said this is how the, they protect themselves in a fight in jail. Is it? So that's where, he, yeah, I wouldn't have known that, but I guess. I mean, I've never yeah. done a hard time. According to the sheriff, Gaither believed that his neighbor had gotten him kicked out of the tree. 
trailer park, and that's why he confronted him. When officers arrived, he told deputies that he was in survival mode. Okay. And uh, when, they, when they tried to stop him, they said... He picked up his pace and tried to hide the knives before they ordered him to the ground and then ultimately arrested him. When they searched him, uh, they told the news that he had two more knives on his belt and a weight attached to a lanyard designed to use as a weapon to swing at someone. Swing that some bitch around, bam! Dude. What's that all? What's that ball? Uh, the ball and chain thing? That's essentially he was trying to make one of those. He was arrested, taken to the local jail where he was photographed in his makeshift body armor. Yes, I'm going to take this photo right now. And I will be posting it at Facebook.com slash Stansbury Show so you can see it. This photo is awesome. Now, people have in the past, I know, used like magazines as weapons before. If you tighten them, if you like roll them up roll tight them up. enough and like tape that, you can use that as a club. But like, oh, I never thought of that. I, um, I, I, I guess it's just, I, I, I don't, I don't want to credit this dude because this guy is a psychopath. If you're the kind of person who's going to go, not even like, like, all right, hey, I had to stab somebody, but like go into a knife fight, like knowing that, like, hey, it's knives versus his knives. I feel like you're pretty effing nuts, but I also feel like that was kind of, I don't know, ingenious of him there to to use old old playboys to save him. Well, yeah, I mean, drunk ingenuity can be good. <laughs> I feel like I mean, not bad there. Right? Wasn't Flanagan, or uh, what's the, isn't it Jim Gaffigan who was always like, dude, putting Christmas trees in inside the house was like a, was like a drunk dude. No, we're gonna chop down a tree, <laughs> and then we're gonna put it in the living room, because Christmas! And <laughs> It's like, you know, like that was obviously a drunk dude who came up with that. But strapping porno mags to the midsection so you don't get uh, so you don't get shivved. Yeah, Jameson just covering you there. Dude, I got to tell you, man, the trailer parks are harder life than I than I was aware of, man. Maybe I'll start watching that show on Netflix. Apparently, there's a bunch of hijinks going down. I'll just tell you about my life. Dude. I'll just tell you. Don't worry. Yeah, dude lived in a carport. Dear God. Whoever thought you'd look back on those as the good old days, buddy. A perfect circle tickets up for grabs. That's next on Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Rock 1069. According to winningfornextyear.com, I hear Derek Rose not going to play against the Houston Rockets. Apparently, that ankle issue uh, bothering him just a little bit there. Um, I don't want to say good, but like Derek Rose has been struggling recently. When you put him in that starter role, he's not ready for that anymore. It's not who he is anymore. Like, there's been times when he gets out there and is able to create offense, and that's why you got to put him with the second unit, but the Cavs are just struggling at point guard right now, so... I hear Kyrie's been struggling a little bit himself. Um, It's weird with him. The Celtics have been winning games. Um, He's taken on... I don't want to say a bigger role, but, like, obviously he's got a, a tougher job to I mean, me there. You don't have Gordon Hayward now. And... Uh, You'll see him put up, you know, he'll score 21 points and get five assists. And Boston fans are like, see, told ya, Uncle Drew, greatest basketball player on the planet. Where a year ago, if he would have put up 21 points and five assists, people would have been like, oh, I don't know. He's, He's not, not that carrying, good. He's not carrying his weight. He's not doing it. Yeah, that is true. Um, But no, Derrick Rose being out, I don't want to say it's a good thing, but I don't know, dude. Watching that pick and roll defense with him and Kevin Love. I, I, I mean, dude, I was kind of told that the reason why you bring Derrick Rose here is because what you're getting is a guy who's been a starter to come off the bench and kind of help you, but he's not supposed to start. So, yeah, I, I, I mean, dude, if we're using him as a starter, it's probably not the best what situation. What are you going to do, though? Are you going to put Jose Calderon out there to go run those minutes? I don't know. The Cavs, have, the Cavs do have a tough road to hoe when it comes to what they're going to do at point guard right now. I, do, I don't know what they're going to do. I still think there's a lot of 
Eh, let's we're let's just who cares right now. I think okay. I think there's a lot of LeBron likes putting himself in a hole, likes you know adversity. Um, it responds to it pretty well. I think there's a lot of that, and there's a lot of like, dude. I, instead of resting, what we'll just do is we'll just lose, just half ass it. Yeah, we'll just kind of because dude, you can't rest anymore because then everybody blasts you. So get out there, lace up the shoes, go do it. And then, like, eh, if we lose, as long as, dude, what's my stat line look like? Still pretty good? Well, then I don't care if I lose. Speaking of lacing up the shoes and, and getting out there, Canton Charge home opener. It is uh, the 15th. I'm very excited about it. Under a week away. But I know I can't wear my Kyrie's from last year. So at some point this week, I have to go shoe shopping. I got to go find myself a pair of LeBrons. And I don't know. It's like, dude, I don't want to spend $185 Is that on what they these. are? Like, the new 15s? Yeah, those are 185 I mean, I can get I can get 13s for, you know, 100 So it's just going to be one of those things where I go back. Oh, so and stores will have like old versions of so, like, yeah, I mean, some stores, like not every store is going to have every LeBron, but like there's plenty of stores out there because they know not everybody wants to spend 200 goddamn dollars on a sure. pair of shoes. So sure. like, and they didn't sell every pair the first time they came right, out. Right, right, right. I, uh, dude, I got to tell you, you could line up 10 pairs of basketball shoes. I wouldn't know who's belonged who's what, to who, who what season, what version. I, I just, I can't go out on the civic center floor wearing Kyrie's. I just can't do it. I, like I'm going to get booed. People are going to be like, yo, fantastic. You suck. I'm probably going to get booed anyway. I was going to say, we'll what? just let you think you weren't oh, okay. going to get booed to begin oh, okay. with. Do you tell me there's a Firehouse Subs opening up now yeah, over at Belden? Yeah, I just saw this from the Canton Repository. Um, no official like location or word or anything, but they've leased property up there. So, Well, what Belden Subs. needed was another place to eat. <laughs> another place to eat. That's I mean, that's what, what it is. I, although I will say Firehouse Subs is delicious if you've never had it. I, I really do like it. Um, but somebody was bitching about this yesterday on Facebook. They said, oh, man, now, like, dude, no, like, dude, I got to go. I, I, I got to go, you know, prepare myself to go through Belden. And I'll just admit. Dude, between eleven and six, your boy's out. It's a, oh, ten a.m. in the morning. Sure, six thirty at night. Absolutely. Between eleven and six, you people lose your minds over there, and it just becomes like I honestly I can't even deal with it. A nightmare, dude. Honestly, it's like uh, you know, there's plenty, like you said, plenty of restaurants up there which are kind of exclusive to up there. But I'm not. going Yeah, that's to, where most of the best stuff is. I'm not going to go fight through. No. You know, and especially as we get closer and closer to the holidays, uh, yeah, it's only it's only going to get worse, dude. So if you're uh, if you're in the business for something in Belden, you probably want to go take care of it today. I uh, yeah, it's, it's it's just one of those. It's just one of those things for me where it's like my driving issues and the anxiety and, and the stuff. It's just like that, that intersection right there, right there at Mission Barbecue and whatever that, that gas station oh, is. Yeah. You can just, I, dude, I feel like Braveheart. Like, where's the <laughs> face paint? Give me that. I'm throwing swords into the intersection. Dressler, we're going to war. Like, that's just how I feel every time I'm over there, man. I just, I, I, I have a hard, very hard time with it. Did I give away those perfect circle things? No, that's what we're going to finish the show. All right, with. let's do that right now we'll take caller 25 at 1-800-243-7625 send you to see a perfect circle november the 18th up at the csu center at wolstein aside from that teresa will get you be uh she'll get you hooked up with a thousand dollars coming up at 10 10 that's when you get your next keyword we'll be back at this doing it live tomorrow morning 6 a.m on rock 1069 you guys have an awesome afternoon that i'll spend golfing because of the weather and we'll see you tomorrow morning see ya